0: Hello and welcome on into the PHFL NFL podcast, our week 16 review, one more week of the regular season to go. And it's probably one of the most exciting NFL seasons I think I've ever watched, to be honest, because there's still so much up for grabs. What's not up for grabs, however, is our Fantasy League titles. Uh, you You are joined by two champions here, our redraft champion, Kai, and our dynasty champion, myself, Adam. Uh, Mikey, have have you won any last year? No, no, he's got a wee sad face. Well, the, the radio silence is, is definitely uh, That looks like a looks like a no. But, right, that's all I'm going to mention of Mikey. Okay. Is it
1: nothing? Uh, that's an absolute lie. Like well, maybe uh, you, Adam, because I think there's some mutual respect between me and you, but I think the guy to the right of you on my screen hasn't even chucked up yet.
2: You um you have given me hell for the past two and a half years. Since you joined the league, yeah, not, It's only, only like, fair, only fair.
1: Attack. It wasn't a personal attack. It was just obviously my quality. That was all it was, and it's just mm. upset you a wee bit. So I, congratulations, Kai, on winning your fantasy title, beating Sean in the final. Do you want to talk us through Monday night football just quickly about what the fact Probably talk
0: talk us through but, Sunday night and Monday night because that's I'll, what about? I'll talk exciting. you
2: through
1: yeah, Sunday and Monday. So we'll talk. We'll, we'll, we'll the, take five minutes to talk about fantasy, and then yeah. throughout the rest of the podcast, it will stretch. I know we said. Um,
2: I think we said yeah, last week, Nikki. That our matchup in the semi-final was one of the most back and forward, exciting matchups, and then me and Sean's final just went and absolutely blew it out the water. Um, obviously, Christmas Day games, Boxing Day games, um, it was all kind of back and forward. No, I don't think any of us had anyone playing in the Christmas Day game, but uh, into the Boxing Day games, it was kind of it was pretty even. Going into Sunday football, I think the early games on Sunday night football put me in the driving seat. Um, and I just needed some decent performances. I think I was ahead with more players still to play as well. Um so massively helped by the Colts getting minus one points on defense. Um going into Sunday and then after the the kind of regular time games on Sunday, it was pretty pretty even. I just had to make sure that my players got the points they needed, and obviously Packers, Titans was the late game and um Devontae Adams may or may not have probably made me hate him for life
0: who did, who did you have in that game yeah he uh... i had
2: aj brown aj brown got what seven points they didn't Maybe get a eight, lot. if you're pushing it Devonte adams got 43
0: uh, and that put you yeah, how many
2: yeah, points 8.3
1: 8. 8. 8. 3. 8. 3. and uh,
2: then he obviously had aaron jones as well i think who got like 10 and 11 so relatively quiet for aaron jones um that put me 31 points behind going into Monday Night Football with Stefan Diggs to play for me. Now bear in mind, Stefan Diggs has never had more than one touchdown in a game this season. He's not had above 28 fantasy points. So I was ready to go to my bed, about to fall asleep, checked the scores and saw that Stefan Diggs was on 1.2 points with 3 minutes of the second quarter to play. I was like, "Ah, alright well done Sean, congratulations. No quicker had I put my phone down. Going to fall asleep that I got a wee buzz on my phone, checked, Stefan Diggs had scored a fifty yard touchdown. I then watched yeah, the game. You're like Stefan, game Diggs on. <laughs> Stefan Diggs proceeded to get forty one fantasy points, the most he's had this season, and I think, correct me if I'm wrong, potentially one of the highest he's ever had in fantasy. And I won.
0: Congratulations. And
2: Sean's not spoken to me since. <laughs> I... In fairness,
0: he's
1: not spoken to me either. No, so. no. <laughs> Sean, if you're out there, we're worried about you. I have lost in a final as well. It's okay. You can move on. It's fine. Give uh, us a call. Give us a text.
0: Can I just say, Mikey, I feel as if I have not uh, at all uh, been uh, disrespectful as a champion uh, in the, the Dynasty League. Until
1: now? Or... No, no, no. <laughs> no not until I, now. I, <laughs> I was waiting for something there. <laughs> yeah. no, the, me, me and Adam, um, I would probably say are the, the two. No offence, Kai. I know you've won one Dynasty League and one ESPN League now, but I would have said that up until this season, me and, Ad- me and Adam were the big dogs. Um, we played each other in last year's final and I won. And now Adam's beat me in a final. So definitely some mutual respect there. You and know, Adam I have the same, say, same so number of titles
2: and the same titles.
1: I ah, bet we've spoken about this. Uh, no, not the same titles as me. That's fine. That's all right. So maybe you're one of the big boys now. But we'll call this podcast the Winner's Lounge from now on.
0: I was going to say, I don't we think call we, can't, we can't call this the Big Boys podcast. Beach. That feels a bit.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Sean he'll he'll not might be change the category to... of the podcast uh, if we start no, calling it the big but boys. But yes, gosh, Sean... Sean. is a bottle merchant. Let's just put it that way. He's lost in two finals. But congratulations, Adam. Congratulations, Kai. Congratulations to anybody else who's listening, who may or may not have won their fantasy matchups this year. It has been a phenomenal season. Many ups and downs. Me and Kai last night were kind of looking at who we played in our teams in week one compared to now, and just the differences. The differences you see throughout your your League is crazy, and we said last week, I think, when Kai beat me in the semis, that you don't win your fantasy leagues in the first three rounds, you win it late on. and Stefan Diggs was a seventh or eighth round pick for Kai, so um, I think people were worried about him moving over to Buffalo. But my god, chance. what a what, yep, what a what a pick that was because it's single handedly won your, your fantasy matchup. So, congratulations, Kai,
0: yes, I and Adam. Though it was a very, very exciting game between Kai and Sean, unfortunately, for. Everyone caring about the dynasty. Ours wasn't quite as exciting, Mikey, as I took quite an early lead. A drubbing. And uh, a, drub- well,
1: yeah, I I played. I was playing in the third, fourth place playoff against Connor in the league that Kai won as well. And then I've obviously got my English league. I was playing against Mike Evans in all three leagues this week. Mm-hmm. What a start to the week that was on Boxing Day. Here I am sitting eating my leftover tur- uh, turkey and pigs and blankets and. And through, tears. Through tears, The tears were going into it the- <laughs> Because Mike Evans went off Which we'll obviously get to shortly
0: And obviously you must have been very uh, Torn with your feelings When uh, Devontae Adams played so well For Green Bay but I uh, was also playing In my fantasy team in that as well too As if it wasn't confirmed it, it actually,
1: already It actually got To a point where I was Rooting for you to smash me On <laughs> our fantasy matchup because your players were the same as Sean's players, and I didn't want to come on this podcast being the only one without a trophy this year, so I was eventually rooting for Adam (laughs) because I knew it was out of sight, because I knew that that would lead to Sean winning, but apparently not. So we'll we'll move on from that, as I said. Well done.
0: But yes, so for anyone who doesn't know, obviously if you're not a a player in the PHFL, uh, NFL fantasy leagues, you won't know this. But now between our six titles, we've now got four redraft seasons completed and two dynasty seasons completed. Uh, I've won two titles in total. Mikey's won two titles in total. And so has Kai. So all six PHFL titles have been won by the three people sat here talking to you today. So if you ever wanted to know that actually. if you ever <laughs> wanted to know who should be talking to you about NFL football, these are the three people who should be talking to you because we know how to win titles.
2: Also, um, a shout-out to Sandy, who's in the league as well, who I kind of feel sorry for because he was one win away from making the playoffs. And if he'd got his win, he would have beat me to the fourth place, uh, get one to the playoffs, and he had two massive weeks. I think he was about 160, 170 points last week, and he was 205 points this week.
0: You know what? You mm-hmm. need to get to the playoffs to make. You to get counted. to the playoffs first, Sandy.
1: <laughs> and then one other thing if anybody's listening that doesn't play fantasy football just get playing it start a league with your friends as i've said the english league that i'm in there's a lot of guys who like fantasy football or have just started watching this season i've just decided to roll the dice and do the season this season and your first season might be a load of crap might be rubbish but you learn as you go and it's just it's so much fun it makes sunday viewing from six o'clock onwards that much more worthwhile like you don't really need fantasy to, to enjoy sundays but with that involved, it just makes it, especially when you are up against your friends, it's amazing.
2: Well, that
0: was, you, the, that was the way we get started, Adam, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'd watched, a I'd watched a little bit of NFL football, uh, and then uh, kind of tried to get a lot of the guys at Pizza Hut to watch it as well. And by starting the fantasy league, that kind of got them into it. Maybe that's why I won season one because I was the only one that actually knew anything yeah, before I think, it. Uh, I think I think that might be pushed <laughs> in your favor because everyone else would just draft him blindly. Yeah, but I mean, especially I think uh, to further to Mikey's point. I find fantasy makes me more interested in some of the games that i normally wouldn't care about. I wouldn't take an interest. I on. might have a player who I've drafted I would say for example, have no interest in watching the forty ers for, for something, maybe. Just as an example. But if I've got, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo or Raheem Mostert or whoever uh, in my fantasy team, I might be interested in watching that game. You know, normally if the Packers weren't playing, maybe I wouldn't want to watch something or if it wasn't a big game, but I'm happy to watch some of these smaller games when there's fantasy players in there. And you know what? It's always fun. See, beating your friends. It's always fun as well. And uh, and even, even if they're... I beat, I
1: beat Kai twice this season in the regular season. Uh, We played each other oh, twice in the regular season and I beat him nothing. twice. I think, I think in total in ESPN in our redraft league, I think he's only ever beaten me once up until the semifinals where I was the one seed and he was the four seed and then he's beat me and then had a massive projection deficit in the final and he's ended up winning it. So it just shows... Anyone, any given Sunday, somebody can
0: rise up and win. Exactly, and I think that's a lovely way to end this fantasy section of this podcast. Any given Sunday, anybody. The last one of the year, as well. Yes. It um. Well. Okay, we'll get a wee bit of your input for your English league next. I week, was going to say, for some reason, Mikey's other league still has uh, week seventeen as part of their final. let yeah. get rid of that. If anyone's listening from his English league, yeah. no week seventeen final. I'm not sure
1: who the. the I'm not sure who the commissioner is, but Mr. Elliot Bounds, you're beating me by 31 points at the minute. <laughs> um, so we'll, we'll see what happens there. But yeah, I'll, uh, we'll find out next week in the in 2021 in the first podcast. Yes, that I have not won any silverware and lost two finals.
0: Yes, that uh, would be interesting uh, or enjoyable or try, interesting. Try, try. I'm not quite sure what one that would. Enjoyable be.
1: for you, as enjoyable.
0: Yeah, yeah. Enjoyable. Yeah. Let's move on to talking about these games that won us our championships Kai and the first one was a Christmas Day spectacle mainly to be honest by Alvin Kamara wasn't it with those six rushing touchdowns it should have been seven uh, And New Orleans, else uh, I, don't, I don't think there was but New Orleans beat uh, Minnesota 52 points to 33 and, and I say I don't have to say anything else apart from Alvin Kamara but we just move on say he was amazing and in, uh, in, uh, go to the next game That's great, That's great. Thank, Thank you End I don't believe it Yeah
1: that. Tying tying a 90, 90 year old record of uh, most Russian touchdowns in a single game. And as Kai said, he could have had seven on third and goal, but they gave the ball to Taysom Hill instead, which Alan Kamara said that he was fine about as well. Um Ah oh, just doesn't get much better than that in terms of fantasy, in terms of just watching football as a whole, especially on Christmas when you've had a when you've had a few eggnogs as well. Uh, I, think, um, uh, I think
2: at that point me and Adam were, were very well inebriated uh, Adam yes. was fast asleep
0: Yes, uh, I may or may not have missed the game live as it was on uh, very late, obviously it was what, half past nine or something in time uh, it was on it wasn't on in the afternoon like it would have been for America and uh, and there's several pictures of me asleep on the couch while I should have been watching the game Yeah,
2: It's just mad the, to um, at that start line because he, he yeah, didn't that, have that uh, many rushing yards no, I said that many, 155. But like by by Alvin Kamara's standards, 155's standard. But to chuck six touchdowns in with it is just insane.
1: See, it's, it's it's crazy when you think that that stat line from Kamara, but you still had Latavius Murray rush for 72 yeah. yards as a, an RB two in a team where the RB one had six rushing touchdowns. Like it's just uh, mad. I don't think it will happen probably for another 90 years that, that's how crazy crazy it is um i every year as a christmas tradition will tend to put on a an nba coupon on a, a bet and obviously there was this game this year in the nfl so i backed the over and i was uh at first i was like right okay let's see what happens i think we were two minutes into the third quarter and they were at like 55 points and i was like well, that's me feet up i can turn on the basketball now no need to worry about this one just literally it felt like every play for The
0: first two quarters was just either a touchdown or a field goal, yeah. And you know, this might seem strange for a team that's just lost 52 points to 33. I don't think the Vikings played that bad. I I was just about to say that. See if they'd played anyone
2: else like Cousins throws three touchdowns, no interceptions. Dalvin Cook rushes for a touchdown. Like, they 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 actually played
0: pretty well. Um, it just oh, yeah, I don't, you can't, you can't. You can't really um prepare yourself for, uh, for, nice. for a for a kinda a performance we, yeah. like that. Yeah. No. Yeah.
1: There's there's we can't is we can't really analyse this game at all because of Alvin Kamara. You take Alvin Kamara out this game and you could talk about other things and maybe the pass game and defensive breakdowns, but no, this is all about Alvin Kamara with six Russian touchdowns. It's just madness.
0: Before we move on. The Saints are going to be a very scary team to play in the playoffs, especially when Michael Thomas is back. I think this is one of the best rosters in the NFL. And uh, it could be very, very interesting, that NFC playoff race, depending who gets the number one seed, which might come on to a little bit later. That was a matchup on, uh, on Christmas Day of the NFC South versus the NFC North. And another one was shown to us on Boxing Day. This time the Detroit Lions were at home to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and it was another win for the NFC South. 47 points to 7, Tampa Bay won that game. It was 34 points to nil at the halftime. Tom Brady didn't even come out in the second half to play. He just went, nope, that's enough for me, see you later. Um, I think, personally, this game shows just how important Matthew Stafford is. 'Cause he only had three complete, uh, three attempts, sorry, two completions before going off. And yeah. I think that They tried the other two. <laughs> like the fact that they've had
2: to try two other quarterbacks. Yeah, th- I think I think I think they don't really know what they're doing. I think
0: the name of their third choice quarterback is quite acceptable. Uh, quite quite uh, it fits, you know, with uh, Chase Daniels, our second one and blah uh Daniel Blah Yeah. Play, I think it's pronounced blau, is But it uh, looks like bluh. Uh it wasn't good at all. Uh, on the other side of the ball, though, Tom Brady, I think, listened to me l- from the podcast last week when I said that uh, his game isn't throwing the ball downfield. So what he did was just threw the ball downfield in every single pass. It looked like uh, and made yep. some on you. I'm amazing. You. People listen to the podcast. They
1: certainly do. People listen to the podcast.
0: He had twenty-two <laughs> completions. Came in and
1: <laughs> rolled in the rolled in rolled in the big TV like they do in primary school into the changing rooms and said, "Right, boys." That's- this Adam, this Adam Grant of the PHFL podcast, has said this about you, Tom Brady, about you, a six-time <laughs> Super Bowl champion. Has said this about you. Roll the clip, and Tom Brady's like, "I'm not having this. It's Boxing Day. I'm I'm going to show out in only two quarters as well."
0: I know, unbelievable.
1: yards for four touchdowns, and one half of football. A perfect yeah. passer um,
0: rating as well, wasn't it? One five eight point three. Yeah.
1: Yep, and I think as well, you you talk about the the receiving core. We spoke about this at the start of the season. If I'd asked you at the start of the season who would you have had as wide receiver one and two between Evans and Godwin, what what would you have put them? Evans as one.
0: Well, a lot of people in previous years obviously Evans was one, but I think a lot of folk thought Godwin might be one because yeah. he sits in the slot more. And looking at the history of of uh, uh, Brady yeah, passing Brady's to also. you know Edelman or Amendola in the slot, but in terms of I quality, I'd have said Evans. It. Yeah, it, it, the
1: the receiving list you've got Evans top. Ten receptions, 181 yards, two touchdowns. Second place, uh, Godwin, five receptions for 84 yards and a touchdown, which was the the one-handed grab, which was phenomenal. And then third place, Antonio Brown, four receptions for 35 yards and a touchdown. And then you've got the receiving back for net, 32 yards receiving. Gronkowski with 58 yards receiving. And then they also brought in Cameron Bray as well, which I think is a a very good second option tight end to have. Um, And he's
0: technically the third option, isn't he? Because OG Howard would normally be in there as well. Uh, Yeah, OG Howard. If Gronk's not there, I think OG
2: Howard's first choice.
1: Yeah, so you've got... It's just a really... If Tom Brady's having a good day, this team will have a good day. It's as simple as that because of the amount of talent he's got around them. So I haven't been sold in recent weeks from the Bucks up until this week I know it was against that a poor Detroit Lions team but as we've spoke about momentum a massive thing Tom Brady having a, a second half to be rested who knows what's going to happen this week if they take a big lead you're getting another rest before the playoffs it's um, it's looking good finally for the Bucks. it felt like they kind of pieced everything together and they've obviously got Ronald Jones coming back um, with Leonard Fournette in the backfield I w- I've said this before I wouldn't want to play Tom Brady in the playoffs
0: No I think a big part of this game was the fact that Detroit Lions basically had no cornerbacks. You know, Jeff Okuda wasn't there, yeah. and neither was a second choice cornerback. Um, so, so the kind of wide receivers were running riot, and I think Brady very much uh, enjoyed that here. But I, I agree with you, Mikey. I don't know how Kai feels, but uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Brady at the helm is going to be scary in the playoffs. The experience there, and even if you're going somewhere cold, Brady spent Brazier many years stuff. in New England, so. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but I think another um, thing as well. On your bucket. Okay. No, I, I was you're just sure gonna say, like to, you're allowed to speak fast. <laughs> I you can speak be, over you now. Be, you shut up! You shut up! <laughs> like, I'm talking. This <laughs> I'm the champ now. You um,
2: end it. I think uh, Brady's Brady full stop in the playoffs is scary. And um, the guy's done it year after year after year after year. Like he knows it, like the back of his hand. But when you take a team. When Tom Brady takes a team into the playoffs, but then he also has Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Antonio Brown as a as a leading three receiving core. Like, it's it's not like he can go right first check right. He's closed off right. There's Godwin. He's closed off. He's gonna find somebody to throw the ball to nine times out of ten. Yeah, which exactly. Someone will be open, um, and the person that's open nine times out of ten is gonna be good. Uh, so yeah, scary. Probably quite scary for anyone coming up against the Buccaneers' offense. Even scarier when they actually have a very,
0: very good defence as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think they could be a force to be reckoned with if they get it going. They definitely, definitely could. I think they're one of the, again, I think them and the Saints are two of the best rosters that are there. It's just, go further to that point about his receivers. Can you imagine if you're a quarterback and you go, oh, Mike Evans is covered. Oh, Chris Godwin's covered. Oh, Antonio Brown's covered. I guess I'll just throw it to Gronk. Yeah. Like, <laughs> as if that's like, a, I'll settle for that. <laughs> yeah. like, uh, no other team has that amount of offensive weapons. How have they done that yeah. with salary cap? I know that Brown's on a cheap contract, you know, but like you, with the salary cap era, you can of uh, question how, how have they managed to do that? <laughs> it's
1: similar to what the Rams did as well, that they, they must have went into settings and turned their turned, uh, salary cap off. Just yes. Like Madden. <laughs> Certainly. Um, but oh, another thing that I, I wanted to kind of touch on as well is obviously the the Matthew Stafford thing. I spoke about him last week, how he played through the injuries uh, in last week's loss. Is this the end of Matthew Stafford at the Lions? Can you see him staying on? Can you see him going elsewhere? Can you see him still being a a relevant quarterback in the NFL? Or What's your thoughts on that? I
0: definitely think he'll be a relevant quarterback in the NFL. I don't personally see a reason why they move off of him at Detroit, because I think think he's a very, very good uh, quarterback. The only thing I question is depending... How high a pick they get, whether they go, whether they're able to get one of the highly rated quarterbacks in the draft. If not, I think they'll definitely keep them. Because they're sitting,
2: I mean, they're sitting what? Maybe round about sixth. I think they're about the eighth pick, seventh or eighth. As high as that. Aye, round about there. So if a quarterback falls. In the lap at that point, would they take him? I think you would kind of be hard pushed not to, if it's one of the top ones. If you're starting to then go into like the second tier of, of the draft class for quarterbacks, then I think they would be better suited uh, going elsewhere, potentially picking it up. Um, even another wide receiver, I know Marvin Jones is there, um, Kenny Gollard is there, but they're both kind of pushing it a wee bit. Injuries have plagued them both for the for the course of the season, so they they would maybe look to, to put options there for Stafford rather than replace him. Because um, I think if you replace him, then you've got a probably not much of a better quarterback for the first few years throwing the ball or, or or getting the ball off to the same people. So there's maybe probably more scope for them to look elsewhere in the draft. I think, but I would like to see
0: Matt Stafford stay. I, I think mean, he's yeah. more than deserved this shot. Yeah, I think they've got bigger needs than quarterback. At that team, yeah, <laughs> yes. Um, let's move on to the next game, which had quite a, a big influence on the NFC playoff picture. Uh, that was the San Francisco 49ers at the Arizona Cardinals. San Francisco won that game 20 points to 12 with CJ Beathard under center and Jeff Wilson as the first choice running back. So, no first choice anywhere on that bit of the offense. George Kittle did come back. Um, to help that offense, I'm just shocked to be honest. I thought that was one of my safest predictions when I predicted the Cardinals to win this. Because if the Cardinals won this game, then they were kind of in. If that makes sense, they were they were basically in the playoffs, uh, and and they kind of didn't. (laughs) <laughs> not, not that they kind of didn't. They just they didn't. Kind of, yeah. Um, my <laughs> my one point I've got on this before I throw it over to you is I think in this game they were asking Kyler to do too much. He tried to pass yeah. the ball fifty times, thirty-one completions, and that's not how the Cardinals win games, is it? Surely they're they're nah, running, they they're, win. The
2: ninety, I would say they have to be almost ninety percent run. Maybe yeah. <laughs> not quite as high as that, but there or thereabouts, with, with someone like Kyler, Kenyon Drake... Um, obviously Only the Chase Titans
1: Edmund.
2: are 90% run. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're 99% run. 1% throw yeah. the ball to anyone but A.J. Brown. Um, <laughs> I, I think when you've got Kyler Murray, Kenyon Drake, even Chase Edmonds was back as well, like you, you look to run the ball first, and then you look to pass it when you've got someone like DeAndre Hopkins. Um, obviously they've got they've got good options both run and run and pass but yeah like you say I think they need to be looking to try and take the the strain off Kyler throwing the ball uh, and look to him maybe trying to move out the pocket or get the ball to someone else.
0: Mikey I have a question for you you know a little bit more about college football than what me and Kai do. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury obviously it was a highly rated kind of college coach wasn't he before he went to the Cardinals. Is is Kyler Murray masking? His kind of failings as an NFL coach, because I think a lot of folk, especially in Arizona, are questioning his play calling and stuff like that, and especially in this game.
1: Yes and no. What one thing that I think we spoke about. I may have mentioned it in last year's uh, last year's podcast, I've not this one, <laughs> in last week's podcast. Um, is is that I know that that Cliff Kingsbury was obviously there last season as well, but. Any team that has a first or second year coaching system in place this season, during COVID, where you can't have team meetings in person, you can't have face-to-face meetings, you're doing most of your stuff over Zoom. That's why I give massive credit to the likes of the Giants with Joe Judge first year, when you can't meet, you can't meet in your wide receiver teams and stuff like that. It's all done through Zoom and things like that. So, in a way, I feel that same with the second year, you could totally flip that and say, well, look what the Packers are doing with Matt LeFleur in the second year uh, during COVID. Um, but it's it's hard to completely put your stamp on a team in the first two seasons. Um, I don't mind Cliff Kingsbury. I think that some of his offensive play calling can be a bit strange at times. Um, I do think they depend too much on Kyler Murray. I know that they brought in, obviously, DeAndre Hopkins. I don't think the run game is good enough for this team, considering, as Kai said, can be such a run-heavy team. Um, I, I do like Kenyon Drake and I do like Chase Edmonds, but I just feel that maybe they just need that step up. Um, but in terms of Cliff Kingsbury, it's I think it's winner, but not win in terms of the Super Bowl next season, but I think it's pretty much winner bus for him next year. If he needs to finish with a winning record, he needs to make the playoff next year when you've got Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, things like that, Larry Fitzgerald getting to the end of his career. This is a team that on paper, has to make the playoffs, and they should have done it this year. And they're probably going to fail in that this year. Well, so they've got next year will be very interesting. They've got
0: a very interesting matchup from last game of the season. It's winning you're in, isn't it? Because it's the Cardinals against the Rams in the last last game of the regular season. Yeah, and it's, yeah. it's all also influenced by the Bears. Because if the, the the Bears don't win and the Cardinals do win, then both the Rams and the Cardinals will get will get in. But um. But yeah, basically, it's a, it's a win-and-you're-in scenario, which could be very interesting. A team that's playing this game that couldn't get in, uh, excuse me, is the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, and... Jeff Wilson, not bad for what second, third, fourth, whatever choice running back he is on that in that depth chart. Uh, 183 yards on the ground. Their running
1: back room, their running back room must be the size of a Walmart. Them the running back, <laughs> they've got genuinely. It's, no, it's, it's not a case but, of the uh,
2: the the number they have. It's the number they've had to get over the course of the season because yeah. every time somebody has think... a good
1: performance, they'll like, break something. I think uh, Shannon, Kyle Shanahan's just got a big tumble and he's like, and running back one. Like, it is. <laughs> Jeff Wilson, come on down. There's it's just some just random bloke that's walked Yeah, but,
2: uh, Most of these guys have never played a, a snap before in the NFL, but uh, he just <laughs> uh, goes and, and picks them I, randomly.
1: One of my, again, we love these kind of stat lines. Kyle check three targets, two receptions, two touchdowns. As a <laughs> as
0: a fullback, is he well. is he now um, officially above Ricard in the, the rankings of fullback for fantasy points? How dare not you! In my head. Oh, sorry, is Ricard I still number one I'm running not. back? Is he? Patrick Ricard <laughs> uh, is the greatest.
1: <laughs> but um, CJ Beth one of the stories that I'm not sure if you said or not. His on the day of the game, his brother was murdered uh, a year ago to the day, um, and Beth started this game. I'm not sure what the story behind it is, but Beth had had long hair all season, and then he cut his hair just before this game on the, the first year of his brother's anniversary of his death um, and against the Cardinals team who basically had to win this game played as well as you could do in this team that has has struggled this season for sure so um, 182 yards, 3 touchdowns, no interceptions can't go wrong with that, George Kittle good to see back, 92 yards uh, receiving um, I think at the start of this season this this team was at a loss with all the injuries so to finish strong is as good as you can ask for. Whether they should have or not to try and get a better draft pick remains to be seen, but um, you have to give credit. Kyle Shanahan, he's, all things considered this year, has really kept this team somewhat relevant up until the last stages of the season.
0: Yeah, he, managed, he manages this team in the system really well. Like, it appears... I said this a while ago, and then it was kind of proven wrong in the last couple of weeks, but I, again, I think, I think the whole team... It's basically a good system, and you just have to just plug players in, yeah, and they'll right. work. Because at quarterback, you've seen Garoppolo, you've seen Mullins, you've seen Bethard. They all seem to do similar things. Another record suggests definitely with Garoppolo that he's better than the rest of them. But I personally, I think it's if you fit any decent, capable QB in that system, and it's the same at running back. He gives the ball to anybody, whoever he wants to be his lead running back, and they go and do it. I I don't think there's been that many days in the 49 ers yeah. haven't had a good rushing day.
1: Yeah, and you can't just do that. Like, not not all coaches could do that. I think that shows what an elite-level coach, Kyle Shanahan, is that it, it on on the outside, it just looks like he's picking off players and saying, right, go and do this, go and run this game, and then next week we'll take a new run about. That's obviously not how it's working uh, if you get really under the hood of the 49ers. But, um, yeah, uh, credit to him. I think, um, all things considered, he's uh, done
0: a terrific job this season. Yeah, he learned from a fairly decent coach, didn't he? With uh, Mike Shanahan being his dad. <laughs> uh, right, moving on from uh, one team who's in playoff contention to two teams who could have been in playoff contention, but uh, because of uh, Mike is currently uh, uh, thrashing about, similar to the way that Ryan Fitzmagic was, or that big pass at the end of the game. Uh, Miami beating Las Vegas 26 points to 25. Um, somehow uh, I'll be honest I watched highlights again this morning and I'm not quite sure how Ryan Fitzpatrick threw that ball a completion so far down the field while having his face mask pulled out and not being able to see um, amazing do you think Concernant. he
1: did it? or do you think he was literally just throwing the ball? I don't I want to discredit him I I'm think I'm I curious. think he
0: was aiming somewhere else. Cause see when you look at it, I think he was aiming the other side of the field. He was going for a player, that was his whole body, and yeah. then and then he gets dragged and he ends up going somewhere else. But I to be honest, I think it wasn't like it was just a throwing hope. I think he was aiming for somebody. Whether it was the person that went to, I'm not too sure. But uh, aye, I I have my doubts over whether whether mid
2: face mask penalty went. I'm gonna throw it somewhere else, aye don't think the man can think that quick, but fair play to him to still get the ball out. And um, I think that's ultimately what won them the game was, was that completion. Oh, 100%. Uh, to get them down the field.
0: Amazing, though, like we we talk about this. Uh, we talk about uh, Todd Gurley. Remember earlier in the season, he went in for a touchdown when he should have come short of the, the, the goal line to win the game for the Falcons and ended up losing the game. So Josh Jacobs did the right thing here. Uh, toward the end of the fourth quarter, uh, after the two-minute warning, you could see the defense of the Dolphins kind of offering the the touchdown for for Jacobs, and Jacobs stopped at the one, and then they uh, kind of took a knee, didn't they, to run more time off, and then scored a field goal with nineteen seconds left. There were six points, sorry, uh, two two points ahead, I should say, with uh, with uh, with nineteen seconds to go, and then kicked the ball out the back of the the end zone and and. Fitz, uh, Fitzpatrick gets the ball with 19 seconds on the 25 yard, having to go, having to go all the way up the field, what 40 yards to get inside field goal range, and somehow, somehow does it. Not only obviously with the pass, but then the 15 yard penalty added on to the pass. To, to, I'm just in shock to be honest. Fitzpatrick was only in the game because Tua passed for less than a hundred yards on 17 completions. Now the, uh, he didn't throw interceptions, he wasn't particularly bad. He just isn't throwing the ball downfield, and this has been a case the whole season for Tua. And yeah. is that is that what's eventually gonna mean this team? I personally think the Miami Dolphins are the favorite to not get into the playoffs in the AFC, looking at how tight the AFC playoff race is. I think um I think part
2: of your issue is obviously who on earth does he throw the ball to right now? Yes. Um, I mean, their, their their biggest target is obviously Devontae Parker, who who's disappeared off the face of the earth. I think he's just oh, you know, away in day a couple of weeks early. Um, so I think I think you've got to give to a a bit of slack in that perspective first year quarterback. He's probably struggled at times. <coughs> excuse me. Um, where he's not really had anyone to to throw the ball to. But yeah, I think they did the right thing bringing Fitzpatrick in, a bit more experienced. Um, He's probably got more experience in situations where they need to try and ground out a win. And obviously he's done that. He's he's managed to find a way. Um, but I think, very thankfully in my case, um, the lead performer for the Dolphins was Mr. Miles Gaskin.
0: Yes, a good performance from him. If only I'd actually played Gaskin in our dynasty matchup, Mikey, uh, this could have been an even bigger score for me. me. Might, have might, might have
1: made a difference. Oh no, wait, you already won, so stop it. <laughs>
2: I think uh, I mean when I looked at his rushing stats and I saw his score and I thought, oh, he's obviously had a big rushing game. He only rushed for eighty seven yards. Yeah. But then he also had eighty two yards receiving and two touchdowns, including that second touchdown, which I think the ball only went about five yards through the air. That was amazing. And then he he managed to turn it into like a almost fifty yard touchdown. Yeah. 59, 59 yard touchdown it was. Aye. Um. so yeah, he he definitely saved the day for, for me and for the Dolphins Um. I, and I, I stand by what I say, I think the, the Raiders are absolutely guff when Derek Carr's their quarterback
0: I Do you think, think Mariota should have started this one? Or...
2: Yeah, why not? They've got I... nothing to lose I, mean, Derek...
0: I don't think Carr was that bad to be honest, I think the, the main problem I think the, the Raiders have which wasn't too bad today, and I don't know if that's only because of them playing against Tua, as their defense is really bad. Um, but again, they, they played alright, I thought, today, until Fitzpatrick came in, so maybe that was more a Tua issue than the Raiders' defense being good. Their main problem is they're not giving the ball to Josh Jacobs enough on the ground. Uh, they had 24 rushing attempts, but Jacobs only had half of them. Uh, they were giving the ball to Devontae Booker for some reason, who was averaging 1.8 yards a carry. And um, but only thirteen rush attempts for Josh Jacobs. See when you watch Jacobs run, he's amazing. Why does he not get the ball more? He, he's a
1: pro ball running back. The, like I feel it's been the case all season. Uh, like he has good games, but you are thinking, give him it more, like put put Derek Henry style reps on this guy, and this he will carry a team to playoffs. Um, I, I think a, a big factor as well is the fact that, and I don't know how he's still doing it when he is their lead receiver. How Darren Waller is just continuing. To put up these stat lines over the last month he's or amazing. so. amazing. Uh-huh. And I I worry that Aguilar, as, as much as I said that, I, I think he's been a good addition to that team. I don't think Hunter Renfro's kind of grown on from a, a relatively okay first season. Um, and Henry Ruggs, I think, was only on the field for not many snaps. I think he had just two targets, no receptions. But hopefully these players will grow in. But you just don't have that young talent maybe like a justin jefferson or anything i know henry ruggs was phenomenal in college and taken before justin jefferson but it's it might be as kai said to do with the system um i just i want to see more from this offense i think the pieces are there there's just not much happening um whether it be with Derek carr or marcus mario it'll be interesting to see what they also do in the draft this year as well so um again as we said as we said about the Cardinals, uh, next season is going to be huge for the Raiders as well. Both of those teams have to be getting into the playoffs.
2: Yeah. I think um, I think the Raiders, obviously, we, we spoke about it for a few weeks. They were so highly touted for the playoffs and they looked like they were going to make it. And then <coughs> they've managed to play themselves out of contention rather than teams other teams who have managed to play themselves in. Um, just obviously mentioning Henry Ruggs, two targets, zero receptions, was barely on the field. Between him and Jerry Judy, who do you think has had, I'm not saying a bad rookie season, who do you think has had more of a disappointing rookie season?
0: Definitely Rugs for me. I think Judy's been part of that offence a I, bit I, more than I,
1: um, I said I, this on a, a podcast a while back, I think of all the rookie wide receivers, I think Jerry Judy's the best route runner, or route runner as they say in America, yes. of <laughs> all the rookie wide receivers. I think um You put Jerry Judy on the Vikings, that guy's winning rookie of the year. I honestly do believe that. I think, and hopefully you will see, that's the thing with the rookies, is some of them are playing with either rookie or second-year quarterbacks as well. So give them a bit of time. And I definitely agree with Adam that that Ruggs is, probably of all the wide receivers in the the first round at least, I'd say Ruggs has been the the most disappointing.
0: I don't think they're using him correctly though, are they? Because he had a really fast 40 time, wasn't it? Was he not a sub-4-4 at the combine? Yeah. So, see if you had Fitzpatrick as your quarterback <laughs> and you just launched it downfield. Ruggs would be quite good. Let him run. Yeah, doesn't seem to be doing that. Yeah, <laughs> There seems to
2: be, like, I, you've seen them try it a couple of times, or I have, of note, I've seen them try it a few times where they've just got him going downfield and they just give him a deep ball to chase. Um, and there's been one or two times he's, he's got close, he's, he's maybe got to a couple of them, but he just, like you say, they just don't seem to be using him to the best of his ability they just don't seem to be using them. full stop um which is a bit weird but like you say mikey um i would imagine next season will be the be the big reckoning for for the raiders in general and i would probably say for for henry ruggs
1: yes i mean they've not had a, a hard run in they've they've played the no offense to the dolphins who have been obviously are looking like a more of a playoff team than the raiders they they scraped by the jets they lost to the chargers these are games that if you just midway through the season they, they must have been looking at their schedule thinking we're making these playoffs
0: and mikey i've got to remind you as well uh this raiders team is the only team the chiefs have lost to exactly <laughs> that, that still baffles me like hard to believe now yeah very hard to believe now um, let's move on from that we're actually going on to Sunday now all those games weren't even on Sunday that was our, our Boxing Day fixtures finished uh, and the first one we're going to talk about on Sunday Mikey is uh, going to lead us off talking about a very important game in the AFC playoff picture the team who's currently just outside of the, uh, the, the playoffs at the moment if the season were to end just now was the Indianapolis Colts they travelled to the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Steelers won 28 points to 24. Even though, at the start of the third quarter, the Colts were 24 points to seven up. We were talking about throwing the ball deep. And eventually, Big Ben did that, and Deontay Johnson scored quite a nice touchdown, which helped I me. Surprised didn't drop it. Yeah, surprised he didn't drop it. It helped my fantasy as well against Mikey in the <laughs> final. Uh, that was just in case I needed some extra points.
1: I think, just to, to briefly discuss fantasy again I I think I looked at your team before a ball was played and I was thinking there's there's players here that could get three or four points per player some of them Deontay Johnson was one of them and I I was so surprised he was a, a great addition to your team I, I think you could have had two you could have picked two or three players in your team to take out the team and not put anyone else back in you still would have beat me but um, very surprising uh, Deontay Johnson eight receptions 75 yards and a touchdown and this is what happens when you finally stop dancing on logos. Juju Smith Schuster, nine receptions for 96 yards and a touchdown. I thought Juju played fantastic this week. Right, that, um, that was
2: a much better Juju performance. And it's what you come to yeah. expect of them as well.
1: Yeah. And I, I, I think I put it into our group chat. It was, and I've been very outspoken about the whole dancing on the logos thing. But after the game, the Steelers in the changing rooms, um, all the Steelers doing the dance to the same song that they do. I actually quite enjoyed that one because they'd they that especially against a team as good as a Colts Jonathan Taylor. JT, my boy strong. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh Adam's dream backfield is Jonathan Taylor and Antonio Gibson. Who would you have first and second?
0: Oh I couldn't decide. I really I really <laughs> I, I honestly I think I think Jonathan Taylor is the first and down uh first and second down back. Uh, Antonio Gibson was a third down back. There you go, that's the answer. But
1: um, Jonathan Taylor, first quarter touchdown, second quarter touchdown, um, looked for all of the world that the Colts were going to win this game. But this is the, or this second half Steelers is the Steelers that we've been waiting to see since they lost their first game of the season. In, in a way, this is the Steelers we've been wanting to see even through their 11-0 and no stretch as well. It, fight, determination, willingness to win the game, play hard, play tough, play physical. Um, and they did that. And I'm not... I keep I keep thinking to myself that the Steelers are going to have a first first round exit in the playoffs now that they don't have the number one seed, and I think I still stick by that. Um, especially you
2: know what I think is at
1: the playoffs you know, which
2: we'll get get to They didn't run the ball.
0: Yes, and that's why they won. I've said this for a long time. Yes. they can't run they, the ball. They are Stop a trying.
2: Dreadful rushing offense. Right now. I'm... The, the fact that their second highest rusher is Deontay Johnson with two yards.
0: Benny Snell ran <laughs> six times for zero yards.
2: <laughs> James Conner only got five rushing attempts bad. for 20 yards. Like, I know he obviously went in for a touchdown, but this, this is I think this is a case of the Steelers finally realising right, okay, maybe we shouldn't run the ball. We've got Juju Smith-Schuster, we've got Deontay Johnson, we've got Ebron, we've got Claypool, we've got Vance McDonald, even at tight end as well. Like they've got lots of people to throw the ball to. They've got a quarterback in Ben Roethlisberger who can throw the ball and has done it all his career. Stick to what you're good at. Stick to what you know.
0: Yeah. James Conner. I think that, th- James Conner's longest rush kite Okay, was twelve yards. Okay, which means yeah. on the thirteen other rushing attempts, I know two of them were Neil's, Okay, so call it eleven. On the other eleven rushing attempts, they only went for a total of eight yards. It's it's aye.
2: This team can I mean, run I think the ball. I, I, th- I think you can attribute part of that to the fact that they were so far behind. So nine times out of ten, you're going to throw the ball. But also at the same time, you can attribute to the fact that they're golf. Yeah, absolutely dreadful at running the ball.
0: Big Ben is is doing these kind of short, quick throws, and that is their running game. The short and yeah. kind the of two, or three yard throws, and then someone get the ball and run. That's that's how they're going to run the ball, and that's how you know. Players like Smith, Yester, and Deontay johnson are going to get. You can see that the longest, the longest grab was only thirty-nine yards. Okay, like they're not launching the ball downfield, you I, know. I, but
2: it's—they're just—they're getting the ball into people's hands to move down the field.
0: On the um, other side of the ball, however, I, think I was going to say, <laughs>
2: whereas the Colts, I—I uh, I, I don't know, their passing offense is about weird. Um,
1: Phillip Reverson,
2: as with the most targets and receptions, bizarre.
1: Yeah, I, the thing is, though, that that's, the Colts have been a pretty run heavy team this year, obviously, uh, with Hines and, and Jonathan Taylor. But you look at the receiving, and a lot of players went for a good chunk of yardage. Hines went for 20, uh, Jack Doyle 50, Pascal 64. T. Y. Hilton sixty, Michael Pittman thirty eight, Mo Ali Cox twenty, Trey Burton eighteen. These are like if you've if you've got this many options, it's almost like a. I, I know the Scottish terms, Kinsel Kinsol, uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, <laughs> but they've got they've got weapons on, they've got weapons, just obviously not to the same standards of the Bucks. But I, I like, I think Michael Pittman's been great this season, really fun to watch. T. Y. Hilton has finished the season very strong. They've got good tight ends there. It's. Um, it's Philip Rivers that I do worry about on this team. I've said it all season. I would have liked to have seen Jacoby Brissett on on this roster for the full season. Um, and he just hasn't had that chance. But I, Both of these teams, that's if Colts make the playoff. Both of these teams worry me in the playoffs. Um, I know the Colts' D is one of the best in the league, but this offence tends to tends to worry me um, on some of their, their play calling and decision making and the fact that um, <laughs> their running back two was our highest wide receiver in targets, uh, in reception sorry. Um, and then other news as well is obviously Big Ben's going to be sitting out week 17 against the Browns um, it looks like Mason Rudolph's going to start yes. so we'll get to this but obviously the Browns need to win that game to make the playoffs which is huge considering it's a divisional game and Big Ben won't be playing, so I'm um, very surprised. A well-deserved rest for Big Ben. Yeah, I think if it wasn't a divisional game, I don't think like I wouldn't have been surprised. But you're playing the Browns. You've seen what happened last season when uh, Mason Rudolph had his skull indented with uh, Miles Garrett's helmet. I'm not really sure. Out for more. Yeah. So that will be a with Mason Rudolph back, in, that's uh, a good narrative to to keep an eye on. Uh, Garrett will be going for a career day against uh, Miles Garrett again, but. A, a really good game. Good to see that fight from the Steelers. It's been it's been missing for the best part of two months.
0: The crazy thing with the AFC playoff race at the moment is the Colts are the, the number eight seed just now. If they win next week and other results go against them, they could have 11 wins and not to get into the playoffs. And this is the expanded playoffs compared to last crazy. year. Crazy.
1: The, the AFC has been phenomenal this season in terms of winning records.
0: The Colts have a chance of not getting in the playoffs, getting into the wild card, or winning their division. Still, But <laughs> if,
2: if the Colts on. win? If the Colts win this week, there is still a chance that they miss out in the playoffs. Yes, if so the, they could miss out on the
0: playoffs with an eleven and yeah, five. Yeah, that's, right that's what I was saying. Yeah, that is insanity. I know, and you've got a team like the Washington Football Team who might get in with six wins if results go their way, or or a team it'll be. What, well, uh New York that win with six. If the results go their way. Looking at the AFC East. Crazy. Yeah. But I see there's the stubborn chance looking at AFC playoff picture, which I'm sure we'll talk about slightly later on, but that that is very, very exciting indeed. Um one team who are not in that playoff picture because they've already confirmed the number one seed were the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, they they played against Atlanta Falcons. They won seventeen points to fourteen. Yet another unconvincing victory, would you not say, Mikey? That's what their seventh game in a row. They won by less than a touchdown.
1: Um, I took the over in this, and <laughs> <laughs> the over under was it? The over under was at fifty four points, yeah, which is big for an over under. And I thought, I thought like Matt Ryan, Calvin Ridley. Kansas City in general with Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Kelsey, I was like, that's. I think that was the most I've looked at a bit and thought, well, just put that to the side on that on that. Keeping that's fine. That one's coming up. There's no problem about that. Thirty-one total points. There wasn't a whole, a single point in the first or the third quarter. Just madness. Um, a total scrap of a game. Um, I think the biggest surprise to come out of this game was the fact that Youngwei Koo missed the field goal to take it to overtime. And yeah. he has been automatic all season. Uh, I'm not sure how how long the field goal was that he missed, but it definitely wasn't over 50 yards because I don't think he's ever missed a field goal over it was 50 only 30, yards. In his
2: 39 yards.
1: They should have just got a penalty. I just <laughs> took it back, took it back, and then he would have been. They would have been in the in overtime. Um, I think Kai was happy that it didn't go to overtime because in this final he was up against less time than that. Whole that might have made a might have made a, a genuine difference now that we, we look back on it. Um, right. But the the Chiefs just we've said it for God three four weeks now, including this one yep. that they've just seemed to have been on autopilot. And we've spoke about oh, that when the time comes it'll be fine. They'll be able to switch it on. Will they? It, uh, they're really I mean the Atlanta Falcons that four wins this season do you know what I mean and they're winning by a field goal uh, I don't think anybody expected it I think it could have went the other way definitely it was a, as I said it was a scrappy game but again to flip that they, they're winning ugly and that's all that matters at this stage in the season um, Mahomes getting a bit of a rest next week they might rest He's- some other people I, I don't see Kelsey and, um, and Tyreek Hill playing a lot of the game I'll see them playing some of it but um it'll be good to have this re- rest this week and obviously the first round by as well yeah, so that's what I, was gonna say. I I am fully expecting a different um kansas city Chiefs to come out in the playoffs whoever it may be against um but yeah it, not much to write home about um the the play of sammy watkins throwing the ball to patrick Mahomes as a uh, wide receiver <laughs> yeah. which was then intercepted um patrick Mahomes came out and said that he thinks that's him done as a wide receiver because um, I think he's had maybe four targets and twice have, have been intercepted, and I don't think he's had any catches as a wide receiver. So stick to throwing the ball, Patrick, because you're good at it. Very Rumour um, so,
2: um, r- has it, obviously Mahomes has been rested next week. Um, Sammy Watkins under centre, anyone?
1: <laughs> well, 0 for 1 and an interception. I'm, I'm not liking those stats, but um, it was, it was a, a strange game, to say the least. Uh, I think... Just looking at some of the stats that jump out, Le'Veon Bell had a very quiet game, thirty rushes. What's your opinion
0: eight. on Darryl Wilson? Uh, Darryl Wilson, Darrell Williams. Okay. <laughs>
1: um, are you talking in terms of our matchup?
0: I possibly. Was did that did that affect our matchup? I NBA?
1: started Levy I started Le'Veon Bell obviously thinking that he would be the lead back in a team that has been quite relatively run heavy at times um, over the past couple of weeks. But, yeah, um, whatever you call him, Daryl Wilson or whatever you just called him. Uh, <laughs> um, Daryl Williams, uh, 46 yards, but he was um, he was busy in the pass game as well. Disappointing to see in terms of fantasy for on Bell owners, and I think they were maybe expecting a big day. But um, some weird running back stats as well. Calvin Ridley, one attempt for minus seven yards. Um, Matt Ryan, one attempt for minus one yards. Was he taking a knee there, even though they were losing? I'm not really sure. Um, But yeah, a scrappy game, but Chiefs win, and that's all that matters at this point. I think some fans will be worried um, that they are coasting through these games, especially with the AFC and the talent in the AFC, and obviously the Bills, which we'll get to. Um, I would love to see that matchup in the AFC Championship. Uh, So, not really much else to say in that game, besides the fact that the Chiefs got the win when it should have probably went to overtime, and... They've clinched the number one seed, so congratulations to them.
0: Quick question about Atlanta. They currently have the fourth overall pick in the draft. Do they take a quarterback? No. Um, Nah. No? Don't take one. Sit um, sit um, under Matt Ryan. Yeah, but sit under uh, Matt Ryan for a year. Mike Ryan. Mike Ryan, yep, that's my (laughs) word. They're having a good
2: day with the names. Uh I mean I, I can see I can see the logic behind that. I can see like why why they would do it. And I think if ever there was gonna be a quarterback to sit under, Matt Ryan's not exactly the worst one. Um but I think they probably want to look elsewhere and try and shore up other areas and then they can maybe look to keep Ryan for another year and, and maybe this time next year look for a quarterback or they try and trade and, and pick someone up from somewhere. I think I think Matt Ryan will do another
0: year. That's fine. You'll just, get another year out of them. Just, just thought I'd ask the question, seeing as they are getting one of the, the, the higher picks in the draft, it looks like, this year. Uh, one of the teams who are getting a very, very high pick in the draft, Kai the Jacksonville Jaguars after they lost 41 points to 17 against the Chicago Bears and other results, which we'll talk about later, went their way? It means that the Jaguars. we can't talk about other results. People watch this without yes, knowing exactly uh, what happens in other exactly. results. Um, yeah, so the Jacksonville are now guaranteed that number one spot. Sorry, sorry, guaranteed Trevor Lawrence. Why would I say number one pick? Uh, we know it's Trevor Lawrence. I know who they're taking. i be honestly. Would that not be the shock of the century if they do not pick Trevor Lawrence? That would be that would be interesting. Just pick someone else, uh, exactly. just for just for the banter.
1: I don't see why they. I don't see why they would take Trevor Lawrence when you've got Gardner Minshew.
0: Uh, Mike Glennon, is that what you meant to say? Mike Glennon, come uh, on. Yeah, see,
1: the quarterback room's stacked. stacked. That's the last <laughs> <game laughs> <laughs> thing. Exactly. Uh, but Chicago um, won
0: forty-one points to seventeen. Kai, continuing this crazy topsy-turvy, perhaps the best worst team ever. After going five, five, uh, five wins and one loss, they then lost six games straight. And then suddenly yeah. they're still in contention to get into the playoffs if they win this weekend.
2: I th- I think they could be the worst playoff team across both divisions. Um, like you say, the worst best. I think the scoreline says everything that needs saying. The, the Jags just continue to show why they've got the number one pick. Uh, they're just so poor everywhere. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And again, still not convinced with the Bears. I don't know how they have this record. I don't know how they are on the brink of the playoffs. Um, it just, I totally baffles me. I don't get it. Um, James Robinson, obviously not in for the Jags, and as a result, they have very little run game. Uh, Can I
0: just ask what what's Mikey's opinion on the yeah. fact there was no uh, James Robinson,
2: <laughs> Mikey? Any, any thoughts on on James Robinson? None. No, none at all. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should have brought in. Um, no, this 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 could be an. Would you like me to half. do it
0: for you, Kai? Yeah. It's Dad Daddy Agumba Right, there we go. Maybe you should have brought him Previously in. Previously, you're pass catching back at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Ah,
2: right. Okay, there you go. Learn something new every day. Uh, yeah, no run game for the Jags. Um, just no game at all. Uh, Jimmy Graham absolutely rolling back the years. Oh yeah, sixty nine <laughs> yards and two touchdowns. What earth's going on there? Between him and obviously we'll come on to it, Des Bryant for the Ravens. Like, Bring back twenty fifteen. Eh? portal <laughs> and ended up back about ten years. Um, yeah, I mean I think that's probably what would be potentially strange about the Bears. Like they're gonna make the playoffs and the guy that's helped them get there is a fossil <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, not the most exciting the, game um, didn't have the biggest kind of implications in terms of directly against each other but as a result it's ended up with the, the Jags having the number one pick and the Bears been in a a win and in scenario for week 17
1: in, in terms of the quarterback situation uh, in Chicago is Trubisky playing himself back into? I'm not saying that he's. I still think he's one of the worst, if not the worst quarterback in the league. I think he's very predictable. I think his interception was horrific at the weekend. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, but is he playing himself back into a starting role, or do you think the Bears might look elsewhere in the in the draft? Or
0: him and Matt Nagy have somehow played themselves back into keeping both their jobs.
1: Strangely, right. I mean, I think that they were, were. What were they five and all at the start of the
0: season? Definitely five and one. I'm not Four quite sure o. if it was five or no, five and one. Day five and
1: one. Yeah, I think they were the worst five and one team in, in NFL history. Yeah, and um, it showed in the middle of the season. But I mean, how many weeks have we spoke about the, the kind of playoff predictor at the end of the podcast, and the Bears have never been mentioned once. No, and now they'll be mentioned. They'll be mentioned at the end of this week. And yes, I know they need to beat the Packers. Good luck with that. But um, I think, as we spoke about earlier in the podcast, we'll speak about it in uh, some of the future games. But if results had went elsewhere, Packers could have clinched the one seed uh, this weekend, and now they have to beat the Bears to do it. And I think the Bears will be gutted about that. Yes. Yeah. If the Packers had clinched the number one seed, they would have rested Devontae Adams, they would have rested Aaron Rodgers, a lot of big, big players, and um, the Bears very well could have won it. But as it stands, Bears-Packers Week 17, oldest, uh, oldest rivalry in American sports. Should be very interesting to see what happens because I think the Bears are going to come out all guns blazing trying to win this one.
0: Yeah, I agree. Just a quick question as well here, Mikey. How do you feel about David Montgomery with his really good, uh, his really good game for the Chicago Bears? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, so, uh Yeah. You say uh, you say that the Bears will come out all guns. Are we noticing blazing? a theme here, listeners? <laughs> I just keep bringing up all the players that played really well for me this week. No, not at all. <laughs>
2: uh, no, you're you saying that you're saying the bears are going to come out all guns blazing next week, but like the bears coming out all guns blazing, there's like someone running out with like, a potato gun. Um, other teams coming out all guns blazing is like tanks, everything bringing the bringing the full Aye. war chest to you. The bears coming out all guns blazing, uh, you might as well just lie down and they still wouldn't beat you.
1: Potato gun can be lethal if used in the correct way aim for the eyes, Bears. If you're Bears fans or Bears players listening, aim
0: It's for the Trubisky eyes. that's going to have the gun. He'll probably shoot himself. Uh, to, I think Trubisky's uh, going to struggle. I think... Right. I think one, that... one thing One thing that I um,
1: I did like seeing and I have slightly, I mean, I've not set the world light, but LaVisca Chennault and Chark have showed why I think they could be lethal under someone like Trevor. Right, with a good season. quarterback, the, yeah. The, the Chark I still think that the offensive line needs work as well. And I think if they bring in Trevor Lawrence, they won't make the same mistakes as the Bengals did with Joe Burrow this year. If they take their moment pick as a quarterback, they will then hopefully in the later round of the draft start to really strengthen then. the offensive line. Um, but the the idea of Trevor Lawrence with James Robinson and then Chanel, Chark, Keelan Cole, Tyler Effort as well, who I'm a, I'm, I'm a fan of, Um I do like this this team next season, and I I'll, I can't wait to see it.
0: The Jags have a chance of getting a first round offensive lineman as well because they do have the LA Rams pick, thanks to the Dylan Ramsey trade. So depending where the Rams finish, Jags get that pick as well. So you, you could get Lawrence, and then a very highly rated offensive lineman as well. That could could be very interesting for this uh, division. Uh, but technically, if they've got Trevor Lawrence, all the teams should be in with a shout. Even the Houston Texans, who are uh, the next game I'm going to talk about here. I'm going to move on from that Chicago beat. I don't like talking about Please the Bears. Please yeah. uh, But I'm not going to talk about the Houston Texans for that long because they played against the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals won 37 points to 31. See, to be honest, I didn't really watch this game. It didn't really have a huge amount of meaning. The only meaning it ended up having was that the Bengals go above the Texans in terms of record, which means the Texans get a better draft pick than the Bengals. Um Deshaun Watson had a chance at the end of the game to, you know, go on a game winning drive and uh fumble the ball uh in, in the strip sack. Uh but David Johnson, who I traded away in fantasy, had a game. Uh three receptions, eleven yards a touchdown, hundred and twenty eight yards on the ground in the touchdown, finally showing that maybe the Texans won that trade, did they? With with the Hopkins, no, no, still not, still not, okay, that's fine. Even though, maybe we uh, have out. a
2: better slice of the pie, but they've. You
1: know, we'll need to maybe um, look struggling. into that in the off season. Yeah, I mean, St- I mean not, so, this week Hopkins <laughs> only had
0: only had forty-eight yards, and Johnson here has had, uh, what in total one hundred and thirty-nine and two touchdowns. So, like that is, yeah, that that I means think, he's definitely one. That tells that. you yeah. all you need to know. Yeah, uh, so big point for this game before I move on because I say it didn't really mean anything at all in terms of playoffs is that now Houston have got the third pick except they don't have the third pick the Dolphins have the Dolphins have the third pick and here is my statistic for that because you know we love a statistic here on the PHF podcast in the common draft era I'm not quite sure When that started. When that. (laughs) Uh, There have been nine teams to have a top five pick after making the playoffs. So should the Dolphins make the playoffs this year, they will be uh, the 10th team. Uh, Though there have actually been 10 such picks because Washington had two top five picks in 2000 after making the playoffs in 1999. Yeah. Imagine that. (laughs) Exactly. The most recent such top five pick was defensive tackle uh, Dwayne Robertson at fourth overall by the Jets in 2003. So that's how long it's oh been my. since a team has got to the playoffs and had a top five draft pick, and that could happen for years. the Miami Dolphins. Here we are talking about possible protection for uh, for Trevor Lawrence with Jacksonville, uh, but for the Dolphins, more protection for uh, for uh, for two could be quite good if you end up with um, uh, yeah. I, th- I mean, I think if
1: you're the who's to say to is going to be the starting quarterback at the Dolphins? <laughs> this
2: season? That's very true. If you're uh, if you're the Bengals and you're you're sitting there, you probably look what what have they got now? The the, the fifth pick, or fourth or the fourth, the pick? fifth
0: pick currently, yeah,
2: fifth pick. Um, I think you get another quarterback because, uh, sorry. Don't do that, no, don't definitely don't get quarterback. <laughs> there's, um, there's there's Kai's hot take. Yeah, get rid of Joe Burrows and get a new quarterback. <laughs> I, I can't even remember what I was gonna try and say there. I've totally flustered myself by Re- saying receiver. Don't get another quarterback. Um, no, I, quarterback? Yeah, probably Defensive another wingman? receiver. Um, no, I, I actually don't know what you do in that draft. I think you just patch Joe Burrow. You stick with Brandon Allen because he's won two in a row. And um, yeah, yeah. Exactly. We the Bengals are a better team without Joe Burrow. We don't there even know
0: if Joe Burrow is going to be back in time for the start of the season, depending on how his recovery aye. takes. You know, so who knows? But aye, madness that the, was
1: the Bengals to win
2: two games in a row.
1: There was a video of uh, Joe Joe Bengal. I was about to call him. <laughs> <laughs> Big Joe Bengal. We'll call him that. I might like it. it's <laughs> Joe, Joe Bengal. Bengal right. A. There's a, there's a title Burrow. for
0: you, Adam. That reminds me of Tiger King a bit a. too much. <laughs> oh God.
1: Joe Burrow. So, Joe, Joe Bengal um, has just started walking again uh, after surgeries and stuff like that. So, we hope to see you back, Joe Bengal.
0: Yes. I really like that. Joe Bengal of the Burroughs. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Cincinnati Burroughs. Yes.
0: That's all I'm yeah. going to say. I say, didn't really watch it. Watched the highlights. Though there's a lot of points, didn't really mean anything. Kai, a game that meant <laughs> a little bit more was one you were looking at. It was the Baltimore Ravens at home to the New York Giants. The Ravens won that game 27 points to 13. And, uh, yeah, tell us all about it.
2: Aye. Um, kind of uh, pretty much expected of, of the uh, the scoreline was expected of this game, I think. Uh, as much as the Giants have shown signs at times this season have actually been quite a good team, the Ravens are just far superior to them. Um, another ridiculous rushing performance from the Ravens, two hundred and forty-nine total yards. Uh, in comparison to the Giants' fifty-four. <laughs> yeah. Um, bit of a stark contrast. Um, obviously Lamar Jackson plays a big part in that eighty yards rushing. Um, which took him over the uh, threshold to be the first quarterback in NFL history with over nine hundred rushing yards in two con- consecutive seasons. Hey, he's, um, he's
0: still got another game week he might go over a thousand
2: exactly you never know another massive Russian performance and he could go over a thousand which is mad uh, for a quarterback um, as I said earlier Des Bryant gets in on the act uh, on what turned into a very very easy win for the Ravens and um, they're now on a 4-1 streak to get themselves back into the playoffs I think they could be a good team in the playoffs there's a, a really basic statement. I think they are good. Yes, I, <laughs> uh, I agree. No, I think I th- they are. I think we, we obviously talk about momentum quite a lot. um, And the momentum that the Ravens are building going into the playoffs is, is probably, aside from potentially the Bills and, and other teams, um, they are probably the team with the most momentum. Uh, I'm just trying to work out who they actually play next week. They play the Bengals. Yes. So they'll lose because the Bengals are, Great now, the all are great. Of a yeah. Um, the Burrows would do a Bengal. <laughs> uh, aye, I think that I think if if you're the team to come up against the Ravens in the playoffs, you probably have some concerns. But because of the way they work, because of the way it's going to work, they will be a wild card, and it's probably going to be a good team to come up against. So I look forward to whoever whoever that matchup becomes. Um, yeah, if the Giants had played as well as they've played in the last four or five weeks since the start of the season, they probably uh, would be in a better position. But, bizarrely enough, they could still win the division.
0: Yep, yep, win, win against the <laughs> Cowboys, and then if the Eagles beat the, the Washington football so if, team... Uh, if, aye, if the Eagles beat
2: Washington and Giants beat the Cowboys, Giants would finish on 6-10, and 10, Cowboys would be on 6-10, and 10, Washington would be on 6-10... and 10, but due to divisional record, I think the Giants have a much better divisional record. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'd obviously end up winning the division. Um, yeah, I, I think that would be, I would just sum up uh, this NFC East this season if the Giants, who started the season, what, Owen? A lot. Whatever it was. <laughs> a lot, yeah. Between them and the Jets, they were the last two teams with an O uh, in front of their, their record. If they somehow manage to win that division and make the
0: playoffs, I, I, I think we've seen it all. Can we go back yeah. to one of our earlier podcasts? Where we were discussing when we thought the Giants would get their first win, and I think we said something like they might get a win, and they a they're win. possibly yeah. going to the and playoffs. they're sitting
2: potentially winning the division. Yeah. Insane, but again, it goes back to what Mikey said earlier. Like you've got to take your hat off to, to Joe Judge and and the the coaches to manage to get a team to to this point on really what is the threadbare roster. They've, yeah. they've not got a lot to work with.
0: Especially when
2: they're um, one. Especially when who who was it that um on Red Zone they called Darius Slayton Steve Slayton?
1: Ah <laughs> uh, Scott Hansen called him Steve Slayton <laughs> <my opinion.
2: laughs> they've added another string to their bow with a uh, with uh, Darius's brother Steve. Um yeah. Again, I think you can tell by the utter rubbish I'm talking at this game. Really wasn't very exciting. And I think we can probably move on, unless you two have anything to say.
1: I just, I think Lamar Jackson is playing the way he did when he won his MVP last season. And again, how many times are we going to mention it in a single podcast? as momentum going into the playoffs. If I'm, I'm looking at the top half of the playoffs, Bills, Steelers, Titans, obviously taking out uh, the number one seed Chiefs. Bills, Steelers and Titans, for all the all uh, the trust I have in the Bills and the Titans, I'm not wanting to play against the Baltimore Ravens coming into the playoffs, especially after last year, uh, year's disappointment and really starting to catch fire at the right time. Nobody in that top half of the seasons is going to want to play. If you're if you're looking at right now, Bills, Steelers and Titans, and then the bottom half is the Dolphins, Ravens and Browns. If any of the top three could pick a team not to play, it would be the Ravens 100 percent um, and that's even the Colts included as well, so stay clear of the Ravens if you make the playoffs, because I think they'll have a point to prove
0: Definitely, if this team don't get in the playoffs I think this could be the best team certainly I've ever seen, but I've heard some say in history, to never uh, the best team to not make the playoffs if they don't make the playoffs There was, there
1: was podcasts at the, at the start of the season and uh, it was Chris Sims uh, and other people doing podcasts on who on paper had the best rosters full rosters and the Ravens were top of the pile for all of them. Second to the 49ers, the Chiefs down in third, um, saying that the Ravens this season all across the field had the best overall roster. And to, to be struggling to get a playoff pace, fair enough, I think if they make it, they'll pick up a win and who knows what will happen from there. But yeah, as I said, no team is going to want to play the Baltimore Ravens in the playoffs.
0: The AFC playoffs are going to be really fun on wild Card weekend, no matter right. who's playing yep. in there. That is that it's gonna be fun fun to watch. Kai, you were also oh, Sorry, on you go, Mike. One
1: last thing. You've got in the in the playoffs you've got teams with points to prove and teams with nothing to lose. And that is just a recipe for phenomenal viewing.
2: Yes. Poet laureate Mikey with yes. teams <laughs> with points to prove and teams with
0: nothing to lose. <laughs> Talking about <laughs> yep. teams with uh, points to prove, <laughs> nothing to lose, etc. Two weeks ago, the Jets had everything to lose and instead they won two games and they've kind of ruined their chances of getting a good quarterback or their quarterback of the future, possibly. And the Cleveland Browns were playing against that New York Jets team. I know they didn't have any wide receivers because of a little COVID outbreak, but uh, the, the Jets beat the Cleveland Browns. If the little. Browns if the Browns had little won, I think, I think they were... I, I'm going to say little. It wasn't all of the players, just... Quite a number. Um, I think if the Browns had won this game, I'm not quite sure the mathematics, but I think they were in. Yeah, uh, I think
2: they they it was still in their own fate, as far as I'm aware. But it still is just uh, now if, if it, they
0: win this coming week. But
2: oh, right, okay. Yeah. I
0: actually didn't know that. I thought they still
2: could miss out even if they won. Um, yeah, I think in fact, yeah. Sorry, you're right. If they'd won, if they'd won this week, they were they were in. Uh, with a an 11-4 record obviously at the time. But, yes,
0: and but that does mean I don't think the Steelers would have benched some of their players for this week no. because there could have been a fight at the top Division there. Division
1: title would have been annoying.
0: Aye. Um,
2: just what? <laughs> like, I, I just, I don't get it. I don't get how you can be sitting there. I now mean, I know obviously we've said if you're a Jets player you go to win every game. I'm not doubting that. If you're a Jets coach or anyone in that organisation, and you've got to, before last week, without a win, just do something to make sure you don't win.
0: Nah, they're, they're, they're still fighting for their jobs as well, even the coaching team. I know I know that they'll want someone good. But Adam Gase is gone. You hope so.
2: sorry, this, if he's still there at the end of the season. This is evidence See the these Jets, last few games. That's the biggest problem that the Jets have, if he's still there at the end of the season.
0: The last few games is evidence of why Gates is really bad. And I don't think Darnold is that bad. I think with a good coach, that, Darnold would be good. Yeah, that's
2: what I was going to come on to. Um, it's, not like was were,
1: that... it's not like they were beaten, like they've beat, I don't know, the the Cowboys and, and someone else. The they've beaten the Rams, who we've said that. Yeah, I didn't want to say Eagles. Uh, <laughs> they've beaten the Rams, who we all said before that game were, were destined to win the Super Bowl. And now they've beaten the Cleveland Browns, who have been nothing short of phenomenal over the past few weeks. So. It's, yeah, as Kai said, it's speechless, absolutely speechless. I, I don't really know what else I mean, to say on this game. I
2: think you've got, you, madness. In, in a sense, if you take the whole situation out, out of it and just put this game in a bubble, you've got to give the Jets credit. They played very well. Yep. I thought they, they played really well. Um, Sam Darnold, obviously, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, another game where he's not had a turnover. Um, obviously, in games where you don't have turnovers, you tend to play well, but. That was one of Donald's biggest issues, was throwing interceptions or or uh, strip sacks, such like. Uh, that offensive line's growing in stature every week, I think. I think it's getting better and better, and it's managing to to kind of gel a wee bit. Uh, obviously, I said quite early on, maybe week four or five, we were talking about it, um, that it was a brand new offensive line. Most of them hadn't played together before. So, um, there's definitely promising signs for the Jets in what's probably been the, the least promising season all for them Um, I know Donald only had 50% completion rate but he's obviously fighting a a losing battle to an extent Uh, Jameson Crowder had a good game Um, obviously got a touchdown and then decided to throw one as well
0: I mean I was going to ask uh, of the players this week that had a perfect passer rating who is the best passer Tom Brady or Jameson Crowder I think you've got to give it to Crowder since that's not what you anticipate him doing Oh he's got a higher yeah, touchdown Kyle. percentage, doesn't he, on throws. Ah, exactly. One of one. Um yeah. I think so I think what
1: Kai was saying about the offensive line as well, gelling together. You know an offensive line is playing well when, when Frank Gore has good games. But no that's no discredit to Frank Gore because he's now the third player in NFL history to reach sixteen thousand rushing yards, which is madness. Yeah. Absolutely madness. But um what I think Adam mentioned that I don't know if he mentioned it on the podcast or just to us in private that um, the fact that yes they've lost out in Trevor Lawrence could be catastrophic because he has a generational talent. If they can bring in if they bring in Penn-I-Soul and stick with Sam Darnold and you've got Mackay Becton as well and that offensive line growing and growing every week, problems on offense for sure. I, like I a, think a, a, if they. Yep.
2: Sorry, I was just going to say, I think it. I think now that they've missed out on Trevor Lawrence, they just keep Donald. You don't go for a quarterback now. Um, I th- think Donald has proven that he's probably good enough in that offense. To if if they if they make the right choices round about him and they they set up the right way, and I would even say to an extent, get rid of Adam Gase and get in a head coach that's competent. Um, I th- I think Donald probably fits fits this team well and he probably deserves a chance to to show that he's not the problem here um, it'll be interesting to see what the Jets do in the off season, uh, I think there'll be a lot of movement uh, especially in terms of quarterback. so it'll be interesting to see if Sam Donald's one of them but personally I don't know what you to think, I think I think the Jets would be better off keeping him and looking elsewhere to get other options
0: round about I agree
1: I think that yeah, I think that I quite like this receiving core in the Jets. I know that sounds very weird because they've been terrible most of the season, but I don't mind Jameson Crowder. Uh, Braxton Berrios has been playing really well in those two wins. Uh, you've got Brashad Perryman, um, who was phenomenal with the, at the Bucs at the end of last season when Evans and Godwin are out. I think Adam will fondly remember that on his run to the, the fantasy final last year. Yeah. Um, if, they, if they stick with Sam Darnold and bring in Peniso, who is probably, outside of Trevor Lawrence, the best player overall in the, in the draft, and as we said with guy Beckton, if they can bring in a, a late first round, I don't know if they've got a late first round pick or if they've got an a, the early second round pick as well, if they can bring in a, a running back if Franco retires, I think they need a good running back as well. I would—I will be very interested to see what happens with, with the Jets next year, especially with that O-line.
0: The Jets have got Seattle's first round pick after the Jamal Adams trade. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, they could go could for a...
1: They could go for a Najee Harris or a Travis Etienne at running back, um, like it w- would not surprise me in the slightest and with an offensive lineman brought in and Sam Darnold who we've spoke about is still a, he's definitely a starting quarterback in the league. Um, new head coach, I, I, the narrative for the Jets next season is, is going to be one of the best.
2: Yeah, it'll yes. be interesting to see how they bounce back from what's been by no Small means uh, a very, very poor season for them I think Last week was the biggest shock of the season And them beating the Rams I think this week's were the most bizarre Result of the season Because you just don't anticipate them winning one game You definitely don't anticipate them winning two on the bounce Against another playoff chasing team
0: My point for Um, this week and I said this to you just before the game started, when we found out that the Browns had no wide receivers, I said, right, well, Kareem Hunt's going to be their leading receiver then because he's a good pass catching back. And instead, uh, it went to the tight ends, which I've got no problem with either. But also, they only ran the ball 18 times and they tried to pass it 53 times. See, you don't have any receivers and you've got one of the run. best running games in the, in the NFL. Run the yeah, ball.
1: Yeah, madness. Absolute madness. I have
0: no idea of all the weeks that you choose not to run. is the week that you don't have anyone to catch the ball it doesn't make any sense to me in my opinion, I I, I think that was an error there
2: a poor call and I think that's probably ultimately um, what cost them so much in this game, I think to be fair, Baker Mayfield as much as he had nobody to throw the ball to, was showing exactly why you dislike Baker Mayfield so much Adam Yep. (laughs) Uh, I think when things aren't going his way and he He's not. He's not got plain sailing. I think that that's when you see, Baker Mayfield struggling. It uh, doesn't seem to be the quarterback that can c- create something, uh, or kind of drag his team through the dirt. I think he's a fair weather quarterback right. sometimes. I think he took he took responsibility. He said it was on his shoulders that they lost. He did come out team. after yeah and said that he, he has to be better, um, especially when players are probably looking to him in that scenario where there's there's a lot a lot of people out. You um know. but yeah. You know the way, as long as he knows he has to be better then.
0: The way he could have been better was just to hand the ball off to his running backs and that would have helped probably. All right. Um but yeah. Anyway, let's move on from that to the team who are currently leading their division in the NFC East. The Washington football team, they ended up losing to the Carolina Panthers twenty points to thirteen. Um my boy Tony Gibson came back for this game, but <laughs> I uh, he had 10 rushing attempts for 61 yards. But let's be honest, the main talking point in this game was the fact that Dwayne Haskins had three turnovers in the game. I think two interceptions and a fumble. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then uh, bye bye uh, after the Aye, game, bye. he was uh, was cut from the roster, um, leaving the possibility of, if uh, Alex Smith isn't back for the last game of the season, that being Taylor Haneke, that's his name, isn't it, to be the, yep. the starting quarterback for the Washington football team. I'll be honest I thought it was a fairly uh, alright performance from Carolina I think I predicted Carolina to win it anyway because I didn't usually rank uh, or rate Haskins I should say Um, Yeah, let's just talk about that talking point, that's the main one Quickly I'll touch on, if if Washington win against the Eagles this week, they get in they, they They get in But the main talking point is Dwayne Haskins Is his career, I'll start with Kai, is his career over?
2: I I don't really see much of a way back. I think he's potentially had one of the most shambolic weeks in in an NFL player's history, or the most shambolic couple of weeks. Um, obviously doesn't have a very good performance. The last time he was in, um, gets caught at a gentleman's club without wearing a mask.
0: That's so a very kind way, of... kind way of putting it.
2: Yes, gentleman's club. Um. <laughs> without wearing a mask, so he's breaking COVID protocol, he's not putting his team and himself in a very good light, Um, and then obviously goes and gets his captaincy stripped from him, Uh, and he said he has to be better and he has to learn from that, and then he goes and has that absolute shocker of a performance. Uh, I I think the football team did the right thing, and if you are any other team sitting there, why on earth would you look to him? He's not shown at any point that he's worthy of a of a job, even sitting in the bench. Yeah, Mikey. Be too much money to pay somebody to sit in the bench.
0: Mikey, you are a resident uh, college football expert uh, compared to me and Kai. Anyway, uh, I think there was lots of talk <laughs> uh, throughout his time at college as well that he wasn't perhaps the most kind of. Uh, I'm trying to think of the kind way to put it. <laughs> to tell he wasn't us very he, sensible. Uh, well, more like he wasn't hugely committed to football. Like, he was just naturally quite good at it, but wasn't really hugely hard-working.
1: Yeah, kind of shades of Johnny Manziel, yeah. in a way. Um, yeah, I mean, he was the 15th pick in the draft, do you know what I mean? It's, um, it's crazy to think that, because he played for Ohio State as well, and I just did not see anything from him in his first season. I know that Washington had a, a bit of a struggle last season as well, but... Um, this what worries me is I feel that he is a very similar player to Justin Fields who has been tipped to go as one of the set, maybe the second or third quarterback in this draft and I worry that Justin Fields I think his attitude Justin Fields' attitude is a hundred times better but you worry that Justin Fields is going to fall in the footsteps of Josh Rosen and Dwayne Haskins um, it's just it's a shame it really, I know he's he's made some bad mistakes, but at the end of the day, they are still young. They're 22, or 23 when they come into the league, and they're getting paid six figure contracts. That, I think a lot of people forget that. that play, listen to me, all oh, the this week as well. And I know think that, you. Um, are, like, you don't, you don't realize the that podcast
2: are, this week. <laughs> yeah,
1: you don't realize that athletes are, are human beings as well. That's what I was going to say. And uh, obviously, it's, it's difficult for them to, to transfer. It almost makes college seem very easy when they move into the NFL at times. I'm sure Tua would agree with me, thinking that it's very easy. But um it's just I, I feel for him because he is still young, but uh I, I do not see any any way back for him whatsoever. I, I don't think he's a I don't think he's a good enough quarterback to play in the
0: NFL. His contract just now is I think if if a team were to pick him up is like two million and then a million or something like that over the next two years. So it's a fairly cheap contract if somebody thinks they could pick him up have them in their QB room, maybe with an experienced quarterback uh, to try and kind of coach them through. But in my opinion, I don't think he'll get another job. I think folk have decided... Because it was that last year, he was at one point, he was sitting on the bench taking selfies, wasn't he, when he was meant to be out on the field? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. yeah, I don't think he, he quite has he's the right just mentality. Never,
2: he's never covered himself in glory at any point. He's made too, like you say, too many mistakes and too many big mistakes. Um, yeah. And this was probably the the biggest anti-shock i don't really know if that's the thing i was expecting um, yeah i thought i don't think anyone really was massively shocked when it happened but at the yeah. same time was a shock
0: ron rivera said it is a uh, beneficial for both parties that we uh <laughs> part ways Aye. uh so i think that is the the kind of way. hopefully alex smith plays this week uh And then the Washington football team uh, have a chance of winning. I know that Kai's an Eagles fan will want them to win. Yeah, I really hope Alex Smith doesn't play this week. uh, Um, But but they have flexed this Washington football team versus the Eagles game to be Sunday night football. So based on what happens um, uh, in the other game, because obviously Dallas or the Giants will win the game, it will all come down. Washington could go into this. No, Washington come into this game knowing that they need to win it. To get in. Yeah. And depending who wins the other game, if the Eagles win, then that other team will obviously go through, whether it be the Giants or the, the Cowboys. So
2: Yeah. I think, um, just to kind of touch on this, obviously we'll come on to it in a minute, but it would have been good to have that Sunday night football, Washington Eagles, where both of them could have still made the playoffs. Yes. um, If the Eagles had obviously won this week, then there was a chance, because I think uh Jalen Hurts' um, performance where he just has to go all out and try and win probably suits the way he plays. Um, yeah. all, all or nothing, but hey-ho, we'll come on to that. To uh, yeah, right. Like, you have 30 yeah.
0: seconds to talk about the next game, Kai. The LA Chargers played against the Denver Broncos. The Chargers won 19 points to 16. You said to me that this was your least interesting game of the week, so you have 30 seconds. Uh, a concise breakdown from Kai. Time starting now.
2: Let, let me just start my illustrious notes on this. Um, absolute magnificent game. No, this was... I mean, it had absolutely no meaning whatsoever. I know it was obviously a divisional game, but it had no meaning. Neither team really had anything to play for. And it reflected that, uh, obviously, the Chargers without Keenan Allen turned to Williams, and Jalen Guyton and Eckler had a decent game running, but again, nothing to write home about. Um Drew Locke, very poor day at the office, less than 50% completion, two interceptions as well. Uh, I think he'll probably just put that one behind him and try and forget it. Um, The one thing that tells you all you need to know about the game was there was seven field goals.
0: Yay. Seven field
2: goals we in a game field goals. that only finished 16-19. Uh, it really was a, a, a poor game. Um, uh, Probably the, the main point to come from it, uh, Justin Herbert's touchdown now takes him uh, above Baker Mayfield for the most passing touchdowns by a rookie in NFL history. And I think you said after the game, Adam, that that almost makes him a lock for uh, Rookie of
0: the Year. I'd say so offensive, Rookie of the Year. Would you agree, Mikey?
1: I'm still... I'm still hitting the james robinson bell that's i know he didn't play this week but yes i would say uh with everything that we, we take into account for the award uh yeah. it looks like it looks like um joe Burrow's going to win okay, yeah. <laughs> shut up i have a, I mean, a, like a,
2: a tenner on the
0: post mike we don't have a Thank joe burrow much.
1: i think um we have a joe bengal i think uh drew, drew lock <laughs> um we've spoke about it, it's always one step forward and two steps back with Drew right. he, he has a phenomenal game and then has a game like this. Um, one thing that's popped out to me just there, just looking at the game book, I know it was Kai's game, was Jerry Judy had 15 targets. Only six receptions for 61 yards, but throw the ball to Jerry Judy more, um, especially in the second year because I think we'll really start to see him flourish in the league.
0: Yeah. Two quick things I'm going to ask. Denver have got the 10th pick at the moment in the draft. Do they trade up to try and get one of the QBs and replace Locke?
1: No, no. I, I don't think so. I think I'd, John Elway sees something. I don't think they will. No, I think John Elway sees something in, in Drew Locke.
0: And my last thing, Mike Clay tweeted this. Uh, out. I don't know if any of you saw this, but since Justin Herbert has been the quarterback, these are his offensive touchdowns for the Chargers. Not, not necessarily uh, throwing, just offensive touchdowns uh, by... Uh, game week, starting from week two when Herbert was a starter. So they had 2 2, 3 4, 5, 3 3, 3, three 2. And then Eckler came back from injury and it's went 0 2, 4 1. Are they trying to get Eckler involved a little bit too much, do you think, now that he's back?
2: Uh, I think I think we said when Eckler came back that it would help um, Justin Herbert. Uh, bizarrely, like you say, with, with those stats, it looks as like if it's maybe hindering him. Um, oh, sorry, that's probably not the best way to put it. Maybe not so much hindering Herbert; it's maybe just taken away from how much they're relying on him uh, to run the offense. Yeah, uh, I think they've I just think, got to I be careful well. that they don't maybe overdo it uh, with uh,
1: Keenan Allen's been out as well, um, which is I think affected that um, that stat line there. Um, Mike Williams has been the lead receiver. Also, the he has more interceptions this season than Jalen Ramsey.
0: Yes. Mike Willis. Mike Willis nice, yes. Wide
1: receiver. <laughs> um that, I, I love when a team does that, they put their wide receivers in for the Hail Mary on the defensive side because they, they've got the best leap and the best hands. I love seeing it. Um maybe the, the Bills should have done it against the, the Cardinals. Um but also Guyton, uh however you call whatever his name is. Jalen Um I think his Jalen Guyton has been very good over the past couple of weeks as well. And it looks like Herbert yeah. likes to throw to him as well. So I really like this Keenan Allen. Mike Williams, uh, Guyton, and obviously Austin Eckler as well. It's a fun options for Justin Herbert has as he go have as he goes into his, his second year.
0: Yes, I totally agree. Let's move on to the NFC East matchup between Philadelphia and Dallas. And this week, Kai, we don't get lots. Okay, of,
2: that's good. As, thank you. Game fourteen. We don't get
0: lots of Philly <laughs> chat because, to be honest, does not. I'd rather talk no, about the Cowboys because the Eagles aren't involved. in what's I happening? Have one mad
1: start from this game.
0: Right. Well, you can tell us that stat yes. then, Mikey, because Dallas won thirty-seven points to seventeen, and Mikey's mad start of the game.
1: So Deshaun Jackson, D. had an eighty-one yard touchdown in the first quarter. Yep, and it was the coaches didn't call another play for him the entire rest of the game.
0: I saw not that. That one play. Absolutely, not crazy. one play
1: for him. It's not like he had any other targets or anything. It wasn't like. There was no plays. He wasn't even a, a third option on a play when the, the plays broke down. They, an 81 yard touchdown on, I would say, since I started watching football, one of the best long ball catchers in, in the NFL. Yeah. And uh, one of the best deep fits in the NFL. And you, you throw an 81 yard touchdown against in, in Dallas week, as, as they like to call it, and you're not going to give him the ball anymore. Ridiculous. Shocking. Doug Peterson needs to get his head checked.
0: Yeah. I'm quickly going to talk a little bit about this game as well. The Cowboys, I thought, were very, very smart in this game because you had uh, they, they played the Philadelphia defense very well. Because at the start of the game, you had Amari Cooper being covered by Slay, so they passed the ball to Gallup. And then eventually the Eagles went, oh, they're passing the ball to Gallup, so we'll put Slay on Gallup. And then in the second half, they passed the ball to Cooper. They just passed it to completely the opposite side of the field to wherever Slay was, and that worked because Slay, I think, only had three receptions against some of that, but the other cornerback had quite a few, if I remember the statistic right. Um, I think, uh, probably just very quickly before you talk about
2: it again, I think one of the biggest issues that the Eagles had was Fletcher Cox going out injured. Um, The difference and the defensive line when he's not in it is is night and day. And I think we struggled to get out to Andy Dalton and and put a bit of pressure on him. and, And when he's not under pressure, he's a very good quarterback and he could pick people out quite openly
0: um, yeah do you pay lots of money to Dak when he comes back for injury? or do you just stick with Dalton uh, I think if you're the Eagles I think you want to the Eagles I think it's the Cowboys that may be saying. <laughs> I think it's next. the
2: Cowboys we're looking for here I See, think if you're is, the this Cowboys this the
1: problem that we have in this podcast it turns everything into the Eagles honestly
2: not <laughs> as if it's a game Eagles. about the Eagles eh 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 wee man <laughs> I can call you wee guy now I'm above you this week um aye, I think great, if you're a Cowboys fan, I think you want to see Dak back. Andy Dalton has done a good job. He's a, he's a good backup quarterback, but I think um I think you want you want Dak back. I think
1: I think this was the first game we've seen this season that had the three Cowboys receivers having a all together, all great games. And that's a uh, Cowboys fans I know obviously obviously Dak's been out but this is what Cowboys fans have been waiting for. Michael Gallup, 121 yards, two touchdowns. Mary Cooper, 121 yards. And then C.D. Lamb, 65 yards and a touchdown. That's the three. Looking at this team at the at the start of the season, you were looking at Zeke in the running game. Dak, one of the best quarterbacks probably in the league. Um, top 15, maybe. Uh, or, top 10. or 19 or 20, depending on
0: how you rank them uh, for quarterbacks. Right? <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> um,
1: and then, obviously, these three wide receivers. So it's... it's what could have been, I think for, literally, even though one of these teams in this league, in this division, sorry, is going to make the playoffs, I think all four teams have a case for what might have been this season, if, if they'd played their cards slightly differently. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yes, I, I'll be honest, I thought, I thought you were going to say more there, Mikey. But yes, <laughs> I totally, I totally no, agree with well, you.
1: Just, this is also, um, with the Eagles being knocked out of playoff contention as well, there hasn't been a back-to-back division winner in the NFC East since 2004 when the Eagles won it in two thousand three and four. It's when from two thousand and four onwards it's when Eagles, Giants, Eagles, Cowboys, Giants, Cowboys, Eagles, Giants, Washington, Eagles, Cowboys, Washington, uh, Cowboys, Eagles, Cowboys, Eagles, and now it'll be someone different this year. So it's I know they've got a lot of um they've been getting a, a good slag in this year, this division, but it, it's fun to watch. I love watching it. I wish that Cowboys had won uh, this weekend so that it would have led to all four teams pushing for a division title.
2: When you wish the Eagles had won,
1: what did I say? So it was... See, it's just because I hate the Eagles that much. I, I, I <laughs> really don't one. It.
2: Nah. I think no, if, I if the Eagles had won it. this week, it would, uh, it would have made next week even more exciting. Not that it's already yeah, it not exciting good. in this division, but if you'd had a situation where they could have all um, ended up winning the division by some manner, then yeah.
0: Yeah, it'd have been very exciting. Uh, can, am I all right to move on for this game? I know kind of likes talking about yeah, games, I'm, but let's. Aye. I don't really have they're, much else to they're, say. To they're honest. not it was relevant a anymore.
2: Poor performance. I think we just move on for
0: this good car crash of a season. Let's move and, uh, on from that car crash again. of a game for you. I move on to why did I get the boring games this week? All right, this game was meant to be exciting. The Seattle Seahawks at home to the Los Angeles Rams. <laughs> Both teams, you know, competing and fighting to try and get that. Uh, that division title and instead we had a 20 points to nine bore fest. It was six all at half time. Uh, really, it was two drives from Russ. Russell Wilson made the difference in this game. Uh, two kind of amazing drives he had, one where he, he ended up rushing the ball in uh, and one where he, he threw the pass to Jacob Hollister. I've got it, to be honest, very boring. Uh, the, the only thing I want to talk about is the the fact that it's changed the the playoff picture slightly. It means the the Seahawks are in and have clinched that uh that NFC West division. Uh, depending on how results go, the Seahawks can still get the number one seed though. And uh, yep. in, in the NFC, which will make life exciting, and the Rams know that if they lose to the Cardinals this week and the Bears win, then the Rams are out of the playoffs, which is. Crazy, seeing as Mad. what, a couple of weeks ago we were talking about we them had the being winning our, the our favourite NFC side, it could be very interesting. Indeed, that's all I have to say about that. Does anyone want to talk a bit more about this game? Because I'll be honest, I mean, the, the Henderson injury, talk about that, and the fact that they've got Malcolm Brown the main running back. Jamal Adams absolutely darting
2: across the field after him to stop a touchdown, yeah. um, which obviously resulted in the injury, but... Um and I think you saw how happy Jamal Adams was at the end when he knew they'd won the division and they were 100% playoff bound. Uh, the guy's just a machine.
0: Can I ask He's you both tough. a question? I'm going to play a quiz with you. Okay, this is how boring this okay. game was. Right, so the Los Angeles Rams scored nine points. Okay, uh huh. Were there more, the same, or less than that number of punts in the game? Nine mm. is your over, equal, or under? Equal. Cool.
1: I'd say there was more more punts.
0: There were nine punts in the whole game. That's how. See if there's, there's a game that's ending in nine punts in the Aye. whole game. That has not been an interesting Guff. game. Exactly. To put that. I in, think
1: we were all expecting the Rams. Sorry, on you go. Ahead. No, no,
0: no, no. Keep going. I was about to move on, so keep talking about the Rams no, if you want.
1: It was just that you. were we were expecting the Rams to come out and put on a show this week. Like after the Jets' embarrassment, I, the, I was expecting. I think, uh, looking at the Rams result, did we all take the Rams? Yes, all three of so. us took the Rams, which we'll obviously get to later on, but like, I think we were all expecting smash-mouth, hard-hitting plays from the Rams in back-to-back weeks of complete embarrassment, and it has put some doubt in my mind about this Super Bowl title I thought they were going to win. I
2: think the biggest doubt that now comes from the Rams, they're going to be without Jared Goff next week. Yes, I suppose I that's the big story. Yes. By the looks of it. Um, after he decided to punch someone's helmet, wasn't very clever. Jared, you think he's had that?
0: surgery on it now, hasn't he? He's going to be out for this week. Uh, Hopefully, think, back yeah. for the playoffs. He said it was scheduled, and it was going to be at uh, some point. Did think, you... for a dislocated and broken thumb? So... Did you did you see who they uh, who they picked up off the Denver practice squad? <laughs> Kendall Hinton, Blake Bortles. <laughs> oh God! Oh my God! Oh yeah, so he may. The the was he he, might
1: been, he was on the Rams practice squad at the start of the year was he I believe possibly and then he I'm got cut sure. and then I think he went to the Broncos I believe he was at some point so maybe that's why he's been brought back yeah. who um,
0: actually is the didn't backup. do any
1: worse than Jared Golf
0: at the moment uh, I'll be honest I don't quite know who the name of their backup at the moment which is they, they have two they've got John Walford yeah he's the one that oh, he's been officially named as
2: the starter yeah. against the Cardinals I never seen him before in Jeez. my life.
1: He's run heavy.
0: Never played a snap. Is he? Snap, is he? I know I for American f- football. <laughs> is, is he from the CFL or the AFC? You can do that. Yeah, I actually don't know.
2: Apparently, his, his his history in the NFL is nothing.
0: Yeah. Um, you can do never some never do some research on him, Kai. That's that can be your job. You can John Walford. Yeah, hi. hi Live on the podcast doing some research. live on the
2: podcast. Let me see. Let me see. I mean, the other option was a. Uh, um, Bryce Perkins, but he's nobody. Yeah. John Walford, let's see what it's all about. I'm just going to keep talking while we're, while we're doing this.
0: Yeah, um, that's fine. I say, so when you have to compare the fact that the Rams, they technically don't need to beat the Cardinals because the Bears are probably going to lose to the Packers. But if the Rams do need this win, you'd ideally like, even if your starting quarterback is Jared Goff and is not great, um, you'd like your starting QB. To be your QB trying to do that. But they do think if they get to the playoffs that Goff will, as I say, be ready for the playoffs. Do you have any updates on this information? Yes,
2: I do. So, he played college football at Wake Forest. He was on the New York Jets practice squad in 2018. Uh, he then moved to the Arizo- Arizona Arizona Hotshots of the AAF. AAF, there you go, that's where I was. Yeah in 2019 and then was obviously picked up by the rams um at the end of that season and he's been there since um he was the aaf passing touchdown leader in 2019
0: there we go so that's you know some good credentials there so maybe maybe he's
2: actually got a chance but as I, as i said he has not played a snap of american football or well, nfl football sorry it, it um it will so
0: be interesting to see. yeah i we...
2: never ever touched an American football <laughs> before. never in never thrown pig <laughs> a pigskin. Set of pads on. Here's a game
0: for you. Not like you need to then win. We need it to win it to uh, <laughs> <laughs> make the playoffs. So pleasure. that is him next week possibly the starter for the Rams. Um I said there was nine total punts in that Rams Seahawks game. Do You know who didn't punt the ball once, Mikey? I know. I know. Do you know? I know. Tell me, tell me. Green Bay Green Bay, Bay. did didn't punt the ball Greenby. once in their game against the Tennessee Titans. Do you remember this time last week when I said, oh, I'm very worried, we're not a very physical side, we normally get bullied by big running backs and stuff? Well, that didn't happen. We ended up bullying that Tennessee Titans team in a snowy Lambo, 40 points to 14. Green Bay make a big statement going into the playoffs here, and Rodgers is the MVP. This is
1: why I love being a Packer. A a Packer? Like I play in the team? A Packers (laughs) fan, sorry. (laughs) I'm the punter, I I just don't get used that much. That's why I'm actually the Packers punter, breaking news. Um, No, this is why I love being a Packers fan, is December and January football in the frozen tundra, as they call it, at Lambeau Field. Just seeing that snow come down at the start of the game, knowing it was going to be a... I thought it was going to be a a very hard-hitting, kind of scrappy game. Rodgers came out and played as if he was playing in a dome. Genuinely, like yeah. I, I've, the the connection between him and Devontae Adams is just it, it's just unbelievable. I love to watch it. A um, couple of stats from this game as well is Devonte Adams as a receiving touchdown scorer has more touchdowns than the Carolina Panthers, the New York Jets, Washington Football Team, the New York Giants, and the New England Patriots.
0: Is this say receiving receiving touchdowns?
1: touchdowns. To- receiving touchdowns, yeah. So um just madness. The guy has been called upon time and time again. I'm I'm loving I know we've spoken in the past about wanting that wide receiver too. I, I am enjoying seeing Lazard and uh St. Brown and Valdez Scantlin and Robert Tonyan playing at his tight end and stuff. It's it's been it's been needed. It's been a breath of fresh air to this offence and Rogers has been thriving from, uh, from it. AJ Dillon having his welcome party to the NFL as well which was phenomenal to see Um, he's sitting in my taxi squad in our uh, Sleeper Dynasty League so hopefully be of use next season but I think I can't really call him the unsung hero because he's made the Pro Bowl this year but Jair Alexander is the best cornerback in the NFL this season I I thought it was Jalen Ramsey at the start of the season every week I, I um, I think Jalen Ramsey was the number one cornerback Throughout the season, but he's been relatively quiet and two back-to-back embarrassment losses. Jaïr Alexander has only allowed one catch to go for more than 25 yards in coverage this season. He's he's been locking up every wide receiver, including AJ Brown uh, this week, who only had four receptions for 43 yards. But just an all-round phenomenal performance from the Packers, and it was the we said it last week that they needed this one. It was a statement win if they could get it. And it was our biggest test, and they passed with flying colours.
0: Yes, I I was just uh, sitting there, <laughs> sitting there, yes. and in awe of, of yes. the stuff that Mikey was saying there. Um,
1: I, I think one thing that the the Titans there was that they had a, a really big injury issue um, through the week. So linebacker Will Compton was a uh, did not practice on thursday and his game status was doubtful the injury segment of the of the file was haircut he had that bad a haircut that the titans decided to put him on the injury report so that's that. how bad it was <laughs> um perhaps uh, mr compton if you had a, a better haircut you would have beaten the packers but um no i i don't think I don't think the Titans played bad i just think that the packers got off to such a, a hot start that it was, it was hard to play catch-up. It's hard to play catch-up with a team that's got the best running back, one of the best running backs in the league with Derek Henry. I thought this game was made for him. And it sounds weird, but he only went for 98 yards. Um, I was expecting a lot, lot more from Derek Henry.
0: Yeah, I agree. You know, I actually think, see if this game was played again, which it may be in future years, obviously, at Green Bay, um, I think the Titans would play better. I think they took a while to get used to the kind of cold... Um, and and get yeah. used to that kind of tough game. I think should the Titans end up in a cold weather game, whether it be at uh, Buffalo, for example, or at Pittsburgh. You know, I think they'll be prepared for it now. I think it took them a little while to get into it. I think eventually they did get into it, though the the score doesn't suggest they did. I think the Titans ended up playing slightly better than what the score suggests. Um, but as you say, yeah, you can be I so far it was ahead. a
1: a learning a learning. It was a lesson for them for sure. Um, for. And you never know, Titans-Bills in the playoffs in the snow in Buffalo could happen. Um, yeah. And I think the Titans will now be much better suited to how they want to play.
0: Definitely. Do you have anything to say, Kai, before we move on to the last game of the week?
2: I'm you, Devontae Adams.
0: <laughs> well, he's, I can see. He's say, on my hat last night. I can he's say...
2: On the Derek Carr, Devontae Adams. I can see. It actually oh, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. doesn't matter.
0: I can say thank you to Devontae Adams because he got me lots of points uh, alongside Mike Evans to help me. In fact, the two of them together would nearly have got me enough points to beat Mikey, I think, this week. Uh, I, I spoke think about if you played the two
2: of um, them and you'd played Miles Gaskin, I think you'd only been maybe 15 points off
0: Mikey. Yeah, something like that.
1: Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think so. Devontae Adams, Stefan Diggs, who we'll get to and uh, Mike Evans. Imagine having those as your two wide receivers and your flex in a league. I
0: know, and you're running back being Alvin Kamara.
1: Be a, I was going to say, still wouldn't be enough to beat Sandy <laughs> this week.
0: Let's move on from Green Bay being amazing to Buffalo being amazing, where they beat the New England Patriots at Gillette, 38 points to 9. The first time in, was it 20 years that the uh, the, uh, the Patriots have been swept by a divisional opponent? Um. Man. Yep. And this statistic I saw, I had to check it to see if it was real or not, but I think it is. Josh Allen has thrown more touchdowns this season at Gillette Stadium than the Patriots have. Yep. My god. Like, <laughs>
1: what? <Sorry. laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, that's not bad. He, play, he plays at Gillette Stadium at all his home games, doesn't he? Uh, yeah, he,
0: play, he plays one game a year there, yeah. yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah.
1: yeah and the guys, that. the guys that play that's eight games that. there
0: that's, a season have yeah. thrown less touchdowns there than he has
1: it's, Belichick was not happy
2: no. I no, I've said it before and I'll, I'll say it again and I've said it from the start like the the Bills are a are real they are a, a good good side, really good depth, very dangerous in the playoffs and obviously we'll come to it when we get to a playoff but I think they're a massive weapon this year um, on the other hand the Patriots are utter garbage they are dreadful. Yes. And I've said it in previous weeks as
0: well. Get rid of Cam Newton. Get somebody else in. He's not the quarterback for oh, you. Did, did we see the, the, the video of uh, Bill Belichick throwing his phone uh, to the sideline? <laughs> uh, a lot of memes suggesting he was on the phone to Brady saying, please come back. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, think, um, uh, I think they need think no, to be no with...
1: disrespect to Cam Newton because obviously he's won MVP and he's been to the Super Bowl, but... I think they'd be better off using Belichick's dog from the, the draft day at
0: quarterback. <laughs> this
1: rate. It's, been, it's
2: been that bad. Uh, I think they should just stick with Jared Stidham. give him a shot. Well,
0: see, I, I thought, see, I had a hypothesis, which is going to be ruined because it's not going to happen. But see, if the Jets were still 0 15 at this stage, and the yep. Jets win one game and then they'd be the second seed, and the Jacksonville Jaguars would be one, 100% on the last day of the season. Bill Belichick would have played Stidham, who is not yep. as good as Newton, to lose the game to the Jets deliberately so that the Jets get the second seed and the Jags would have got the first seed. That's 100% <laughs> how it happened. But now it, it's not going to matter because, it matter, eh? because uh, the Jets have managed to pull themselves it, out. It.
1: As it stands, the, the Patriots have the 15th pick in the draft. And I have said, I'm not sure if I said it on the podcast, but a player who I think, I, I think of all the quarterbacks, Trevor Lawrence is the most NFL game ready. He could go into a game tomorrow and play well. There's one other player who I think is like that, and that's Kyle Trask um, for the Florida Gators. And I think that's a match made in heaven from Belichick and Kyle Trask. Uh, There's a stat here as well from Joe Burrow's Heisman College National Championship winning 2019 season versus Trask this season. Both played 11 games. Kyle Trask threw for 100 more yards. He threw for two more touchdowns and one less interception than Joe Burrow did in his Heisman winning Record-setting season uh, that the guy is because he's not playing for one of the, the big dogs in uh, in the college football. Um, I just I think the Patriots and Kyle Trask is a match made in heaven. I would love to see that.
0: It could be very interesting indeed. The problem is looking at the other teams that come before them at the moment. Obviously, we still have a game week to go, but obviously, Jacksonville are going to take a quarterback. I th- think maybe Atlanta would, maybe Detroit, maybe Carolina, maybe Denver. You know, maybe Minnesota before them. You know, there's only kind of three or four quarterbacks kind of thought to go uh, in the, the, the first round. So they might not get one at that stage. And as well, there's teams below them that might trade up to try and get in as well. So uh, if, if he falls to them there, I see no reason why they wouldn't. But uh, Belichick's not normally a drafter. a QB very early in the draft type thing. Actually, see, to be honest... Normally the Patriots are really bad at drafting full stop, so it's maybe not the greatest <laughs> thing for them to do to try to yeah. rebuild they, through the they draft. Make,
1: they make their money off 7th seventh, seventh round picks and things like that. I think a certain uh, Tom Brady was the 120th overall pick in the draft. I think it was even later than that um, wasn't it? Something like that, which yeah. just shows that um, as we said in fantasy as well you you win leagues from, from your later picks.
0: Exactly. Um, quick question, I say quick question we always end up Taking longer than a quick answer for it. Uh, the Bills the best team in the league just now. Yes.
2: No doubt about it. Yes.
1: <laughs> no, nah, I, I would. Uh, I would honestly say right now, um, the Packers. That, but that's that's nothing. To get, I'd love to see a Packers Bills game.
2: Oh, a Packers model, fan saying I, the I, Packers I, I, are the best team. Imagine my surprise.
1: If I could pick one game to watch tomorrow, it would be Packers versus the Bills, 100%. Chicks dig the long ball, as Aaron Rodgers said.
0: Well, we'll see that in the first weekend in February. That's us done. Lovely. Super Bowl. But yeah, I don't. I, there's not much to say about this because I think we expected the Bills to win. They did win. They totally annihilated the Patriots. And uh, well done, Stefan Diggs, winning Kai his fantasy matchup. We'll get that in just at the end. Also bro. well done, Stefan Diggs, for breaking a number of records. Um, yes, very true. Stefan Diggs
2: has the most receptions by a player in the first season with a new team of all time now. Um, it's Matt, I think he broke the touchdown record as well for. Uh, sorry, uh, Josh Allen broke the touchdown record for a Bills quarterback yeah. and stuff as well. It was just records going left, right, and center for them. Uh, really was a very very good Bills performance, uh, and one I think that will have other teams. And not just the AFC, but also in the the NFL in general. If you're sitting in the NFC looking at who could potentially come up against you, um, I don't think you want to be seeing the Bills in the Super Bowl.
0: No, definitely not. And talking about the Bills in the Super Bowl, Kai, let's maybe predict who we think is going to get there with one game left of the regular season. The playoff pitchers almost decided, but not quite, but will uh, we'll guess with the seven teams from each division who are currently each division each conference who are currently in it teams from each division. seven teams from each division would be very very interesting indeed uh but the, the seven teams from each conference who are in it and mikey i'm throwing this over to you you get to pick if we start with the afc or the nfc i will
1: go the, AFC it, right? the nfc's gotten the nfc's gotten a wee bit more interesting this week um so chiefs with the number one seed get a first round bye you have cleveland browns at the Buffalo Bills.
0: Bills, please.
2: Buffalo Bills.
1: Right. Um, The Baltimore Ravens at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers 2-0 against them this season.
2: I think on the basis of the second game being with half a Ravens team,
1: I think Ravens. I'd pick the Ravens as well. And then the Miami Dolphins at the Tennessee Titans.
0: The Titans for me, please. Titans for me.
1: Lovely. So we have the number six Ravens at the Kansas City Chiefs.
2: This is hard.
0: This is a tough one, isn't it? It really is. Uh, But I
2: think after a two-week rest for Mahomes and Co, and at least a one-week rest
1: for everyone, I think the Chiefs.
0: Yep, I agree. I'd go the Chiefs.
1: Okay. Um, And then you've got Titans at Bills. Then a potential snowy game.
0: Yeah, I think the Bills will do it.
1: I think we know where that is going. No input (laughs) input from me so far. (laughs) Buffalo Bills at Arrowhead at Kansas City.
0: Now, is there any fans in the building? I don't think so. I think we'll still be COVIDed by then, which means uh, the Bills... COVIDed, that's a new one, yes. I like that COVIDed I'll go uh, to Bills
1: yeah.
0: yeah, I think Bills Mikey, would you pick the Bills here? Yeah.
1: Yeah? I would not have, and for one reason only and it's nothing to do with the Chiefs, I think that the the Bills have a massive playoff hoodoo that they need to get rid of, whether that happened in the AFC Championship this season remains to be seen, but i um, until I see the Bills perform well in the playoffs, at least in one game, whether it's the wildcard game or whatever, or the divisional right. round, uh, I'm, I'm picking the I Chiefs. I think if they up.
2: win two, I think if they win the wildcard round and then the, the divisional round and stuff, so I, th- I think they they take so much confidence from that, and I think they just go into the Chiefs game with absolutely no fear.
1: So, Bills are in the Super Bowl, and we have the Packers currently with the first round by So you have, I can't even bear to say this, the number seven Chicago Bears at the number two New New Orleans Saints.
0: Saints, thank you, just move them on. Yeah, let's just
2: (laughs) move on for that. I think that's a a given.
1: The number six Rams at the number three Seahawks.
0: This This is tricky. Oh, this is very difficult because
2: When th- when the Rams play well and when they have everyone fit, I think they beat the Seahawks But,
0: but I'm going to pick the Seahawks. <laughs>
2: yeah, I think I've got to go Seahawks on consistency basis
1: Adam, did you
0: say? Yeah, I'd go Seahawks I think Russ will, uh, will do it
1: And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at Washington
0: Buccaneers, please Yep,
2: Bucks. If it was the so Eagles have, that yeah. had somehow managed to get there then I would have doubted it. But...
1: This is the one I wanted to avoid. Tampa Bay Buccaneers at Green Bay Packers.
2: Oh, It's then your, your whole snow at Lambeau and cold weather thing goes out the window because Tom Brady will not be affected by it. Um,
0: See, Jair Alexander, I still think shuts, Packers. Jair Alexander shuts down one side of the field. But the problem is, there's so many good receivers for the Bucks that if you shut down one <laughs> side, who shuts really. down the other one? <laughs> exactly, that's my problem there. Uh, oh, that's very difficult. I, I'm I'm going Packers. I'd, so. I'd go Bucks.
2: And Mikey has his first input of the week.
0: <laughs> See,
1: my heart is saying Packers, my head is saying Bucks, but I know that Bucks have sometimes really not shown up to the races. And I think, yes, Tom Brady is a playoff master, but the Bucks haven't made the playoffs in God knows how many years. So I'm going to take the Packers. Okay. Obviously. And then we have the Seattle Seahawks at the Superdome in New Orleans against the Saints. Saints, please.
2: Yep. Saints.
1: So we have the top two seeds playing against each other in the AFC and the NFC. New Orleans Saints at Lambeau Field NFC Championship number five for Aaron Rodgers.
0: I think uh the Saints First quor- the Saints quarterback Drew Brees will uh suffer from some arthritic tendencies because of the cold <laughs> in his old bones and uh and the Packers will win. I'm going Saints. I think when I, you um, have
2: Michael Thomas back and you have Alvin Kamara back and the Saints play angry. I don't know. I'm also just doing that because I want to see what you're saying, Mikey.
1: <laughs> I'm taking the Packers for the fact that Drew Brees is probably the best dome quarterback of all time. But if I'm taking him at Lambeau Field in, in January, I'm taking the Packers for sure. And mainly because I want to see this matchup that we've been speaking about. <laughs> Bowl, Raymond James Stadium. So, two snowy teams in the sun of Tampa. Buffalo Bills versus the Green Bay Packers.
0: Mmm, uh, I think it will be one step too far for Josh Allen and his Buffalo Bills, and uh, the Green Bay Packers will get another Super Bowl title with Aaron Rodgers at the helm.
2: I think we said this last week as well, didn't we? I think, in fact, I think this is the exact same matchup that we had last week in the, in the Super Bowl. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it's kind of hard to see by playoff experience and just general experience if the Packers get there, um. But I'm still sticking with my heart. I'm going Bills, and in an upset, thinking Aaron Rodgers I collapses a, on the scene and never plays again.
1: I think in a stadium full of fans, the Bills win this one. But we've seen it, and the commentators have spoke about it over the weeks that. The Aaron Rodgers is the master of the hard count, especially with no fans in the stadium and he can hear everything and he can read the the, the defensive units so well. So I'm going to take experience over quality, and I am taking the Packers again, back to back Super Bowl wins. This in weeks uh, weeks gone by. Whoop, 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 whoop.
2: This is going to make it even sweeter when the Bills beat you in the Super Bowl.
1: <laughs> I mean, I, I, I it'd be, be it. worse if the Eagles beat us in the in the playoffs, wouldn't <laughs> it? <Yeah>. Oh, oh. <laughs>
0: Before we before we start falling apart and start shouting at each other and having a fight, uh, let's move on to our predictions. <whistles> uh, where the prediction table is getting quite tight because uh, Mikey normally likes to at this point brag how he's done very well and everything, but it seems he's throwing away everything else so far. We'll see if he starts throwing away the predictions.
2: Oh, it's, it's all come good. together so well.
0: This I, definitely, the one I, I can me. tell
2: you something by the way I will not be getting any closer this week I had a stinker
0: I think quite a lot of us had stinkers <laughs> <also>. <laughs> <sighs> But again this is something that I never look at Before before we come on the, the, the podcast uh, Just so I can be surprised With how bad or how good I was Are you prepared Mikey? Can I, can I go through our games? What? Um, yeah, yes. Can we yeah, go? You go? Perfect. Uh, Minnesota lost to the Saints.
1: We had the Saints, all
0: of us. Well done. And if I remember rightly, I'm going to batter through Saturday because we all had sweeps uh, for Saturday, didn't we? Yep. We all swept Tampa Bay correctly. We all swept San Francisco yes. incorrectly. And we all swept Miami correctly. Yes. yes. Perfect. Let's get on to Sunday then. Pittsburgh beat Indianapolis.
1: Um, Adam, you were the lone wolf with
0: the Steelers. How often is it that I go against the Colts? <laughs> Not often. Not, Not often, often at all. And I was right there. Kansas City beat Atlanta. We all had the Chiefs. Chicago beat Jacksonville.
1: Yep, we all had the Bears. The C- Bears.
0: Cincinnati beat Houston.
1: None of us had the Burrows.
0: Sorry, sorry. Yes, I meant to say that. The Cincinnati Burrows. Yes. Yeah, the, we all had the Texans. Against the Houston Watsons. Um, Baltimore beat the Giants. We all had the Ravens. Yeah. I'm guessing none of us had the Jets. None of us had the Jets. No. Uh, Carolina beat Washington. Adam, Lone Wolf again,
1: Ooh-hoo. with the
0: Panthers. Uh, the Chargers beat Denver.
1: Uh, Kai with the wrong Lone Wolf. He had the The Broncos.
0: Oh, the Broncos. Uh, Dallas beat the, the the Philadelphia Eagles.
1: We all had the Eagles wrongly. Ooh,
0: very wrongly. Uh, Seattle beat the Rams.
1: We all had the Rams wrongly.
0: Very wrongly. Uh, I'll just miss this one out. Uh, the Packers beat the, the Titans.
1: We all had the Titans, and I'll tell you for why.
0: I cannot that believe the you of
1: you've gone against your team. That was a tactical move on my part.
0: Oh, was it? Oh, that's very very sneaky. Yeah. I picked the just Titans sure one because, didn't go because I thought we would get bullied, to be honest. That's why. But I, I just proved that uh, we were slightly better than I thought. And the Bills beat the Patriots. We had the Bills. Fantastic. That didn't sound like a huge number of lone wolves there, but there was a few. So, Mikey, what were the scores for this week? And then the uh, the, the totals. So,
1: out of 16... Uh, Kai on seven out of sixteen,
0: less than half. Is that the um, first time you have had terrible. someone less
2: than? It's, half? The, it's the first time anyone's less than five
1: hundred this season. Yeah, um, I am on five hundred eight out of sixteen. And Mikey's Adam, playing the game now. Away, away with it on ten out of
0: uh, oh, seven eight. for the week.
1: Oh oh oh! So we we have some position changes. In third place, Kai Skier with 126 out of 208 over 500 and then we have and then we have adam on 128 two points clear and then myself on 130 out of uh 208 so first place 130 myself Second place, two behind Adam on 128, and another two behind that, Kai, on 126. So there's a two two and a four point uh, difference. So out of interest... Possible.
2: Five point deficit that we gave Adam, <laughs> can we take it back?
1: <laughs> I, I, might, I might if he beats me. Yeah. Out,
0: out of interest, Mikey, now you're two points ahead of me and I'm two points ahead of Kai, but how many points are our fantasy titles worth?
1: I would say that the ESPN redraft is worth 10. Right. And the sleeper championship is worth five, which I mean, means Adam, you are on fifteen points. Kai is on fifteen points, and I am on twenty points.
0: Oh, well, there we go. Okay. Oh, right. oh go. come
2: on! You can't go and pack all our Well, heroes.
0: no.
1: But that's our, our main league. Our main league is is the World Cup, and as I've said, the the Redra- the dynasty, the Euros. It's still great to win, but you you want the World Cup. At
0: Everybody the moment, wins. Mikey. See, won. see, in five years' time, you'll care more about dynasty because you'll have built a squad that you love and care about.
1: And I, I will just say one thing as well. I didn't play in the first year of fantasy that Adam won, so I'm still I've got a year's a year's less experience in the league, and I've still got more still got more ESPN titles. That's fine.
0: That's fine. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to say anything. Just uh,
1: bookended book this uh, podcast with fantasy talk.
0: Yeah, exactly. So if anyone's Sean, listening, Sean
1: Flynn, if you are listening, Sean Flynn, you are a bottle merchant.
0: And uh, if anyone is listening from uh, Mikey's uh, English league, uh, make sure he loses that one as well, would you?
2: Can he let him have a title call no this
0: season? <laughs> no comment. Says Mikey. That is a perfect way to end a podcast where you want to talk with a no comment, pleading the fifth. Right, <laughs> <laughs> yep. gentlemen. Thank you for joining us for a very interesting discussion regarding week sixteen. We have uh, week seventeen to look forward to, and we'll be back next week analysing the last week. Basically, I think we'll just talk about the games that had some relevance because there's no I point think talking be a few about the games, games that we just forget about Aye, exactly. this week coming. Uh, and then we can look forward to the playoffs in that game as well, And uh, that game, and that podcast as <laughs> well. Uh, but thank you, Kai, for joining me. Pleasure. And thank as you, always. Mikey, for joining me.
1: Didn't think I was getting a thank you there. Thank you for having me. Yes. And congratulations again, you two, on. Yes. Tremendous seasons and tremendous silverware. Very proud of both of you. Yes.
0: From one loser and two champions, that is the PHFL NFL Podcast. And uh we'll see you next week. Bye. Have the, go. Have the go.